how you doing? Good. What did you do today? Uh, hung out, took care of kids. Yeah. Cooked dinner. Uh-huh. Played some video games. That's about it. Uh, is that what you do every day? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you want a beer? No, I have. Well, you have a beer. We'll gather the shock tops that actually open instead of all the other beer that, you know. Yeah. Like Corona. It's not even a good beer. That's it's a not a good enough beer to lock a cap on. No, not at all. To lock a cap and make you actually physically work <clears throat> to get the beer? Yeah, not worth it. It's, it's, it's a tad bit pretentious, I think. Yeah. And shock top knows exactly what they are. I think if you're going to lock your beer, you should be either a high content you should either have a higher content of alcohol, or you should have some type of pristine, yes. you know, maybe even a little bit IPA-ish. Yes. Um, some would disagree with that, and I understand, because I can give two shits. I would rather just be able to open a beer and just enjoy it, you know? Um, what's your favorite beer? Shock Top Raspberry. Shock Top Raspberry? Really? Yeah. Well, that must be recent, then. Yeah. Because we just started drinking this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Really? Mm-hmm. That's your favorite beer? Favorite beer. Okay. But you don't like any other shock top? You don't like the regular shock top? I mean, I'll drink the regular shock top if it's around. I mean, now I've gotten to a point where I'll choose that over a cheap beer like Bud Light. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's all you drink for a while is Bud Light, Bud Light Lime. Yeah. And what else? That's it. PBR. PBR. Yeah. yeah PBR is my favorite of, the, of those. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I saw those beers, but that makes me sound really pretentious, too. Um, but the beer that you kind of drink when you play games or, you know, you, you know the, those beers you carry around a red cup. You don't carry around uh, uh, IPA. Or, you don't carry around Stone IPA or, no. or, or I would say even, I would say even like, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who's carrying around something like Fat Tire or something yeah. in a red cup. Those red cup drinks. No, you know that's Bud Light. Bud Light, Keystone, Keystone, Natty Ice. Natty Ice, all that stuff. That's yeah. th- Those are red cup drinks. And I think out of the red cup drinks, PBR is my favorite. Yeah. <sighs> well, where were you born? Pomona, California. Pomona, California. Actually, I don't think that's too far from where I was born. Okay. When were you born? 1989, July 28th. How old was uh? How old was your mother? She was sixteen when I was born. Sixteen. Yes. Do you remember how old uh, her mom was? Uh, your granny. My granny was, I want to say, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Yes. Twenty-eight. A twenty. Twenty-eight between twenty-eight sure? and thirty. Yeah. Okay, so if if she's okay, let's just say she's thirty. I'm three years from 30. You're about four years from 30, roughly. Okay? So you're telling me in three years, I could have been, I, I, like, I, in be that mindset, grandpa. I could be a grandpa yeah. had I, you know, experienced or had a child as young as yeah. Granny did. Yeah. Is that rain I hear off Yeah, it's raining. Oh, nice. All right. But wait, let's, okay, let me think about that, though. What's the math on that? Thinking about it, I mean, I'm. How okay? How old was Granny? Okay, hold on. How old was Granny when she had she had your mom? Mm. Do you remember the age or the number? Granny was 17 when she got pregnant with my aunt. Um, my aunt and my mom are about four years apart. So so your aunt, your aunt Deshanna, 
is how much older? Four years. So she had to be about 35. Okay, so she's four years older. Yeah. And Trish got Trish got pregnant with you before. Yeah. Shannon got pregnant. Yeah. So Trish, being the middle child, actually mm-hmm. got pregnant first. Mm-hmm. And she got pregnant at 16. Yeah, my aunt got pregnant so about she, 17. Okay. Okay, so let's do the math here. So if Deshanna, sorry, yeah, if, if your granny had Deshanna at 18 years old, and it was about four years difference, that means she had Trisha at 22, mm. which puts her at 38 years old. About 38. Which yeah, that sounds about better. Which sounds a yeah. little better. A little bit. Still kind of crazy yeah. to be a grandma at 38 years old. That's a little ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, can you even imagine? No. Just picture that for a second. Just no. try and picture that. And theoretically, theoretically, it's possible to become a grandparent at 30. Yeah. Right? You could, you could, you could, uh, you could, your, your mom could have had you at 15. You could have gotten pregnant at 15, mm-hmm. which thereby you have a baby a year later, you know, you're 30 years old when you're a grandparent. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? I can't imagine just calling myself, yeah, I'm a grandpa now. I'm 30 years old. <laughs> no. At that point, it really just feels like a name. It feels like a title to something. It doesn't feel like anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, there is something tangible to it and something beautiful about it, but at the same time, it's like, maybe we've got to change up the name a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something, something's happening. Yeah, yeah. Wrong's really happening. <laughs> That's okay. So, um, okay, so you were born in 1989 in Arcadia. No, Pomona. 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 Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> I'm in- introducing my own story from there. I was born in Arcadia. Yeah. Um... Okay, and uh, were you the only child at the time? At the time, yes. I would hope so. Yeah. I'm 16 years old. She had just turned 16 when I was born. She had just turned 16, so she actually so got pregnant when she was 15, 15 years old. Yeah, so five months after she turned 16, wow. she had me. Okay, and who signed the birth certificate? She did. She did. Yeah. Okay, and there was no one else to sign the birth certificate? No. No one at the hospital? No. Why not? No, he kind of just fell. Was he around in any way? Like, what, did, did he did he talk to your mom? Did he call your mom? Well, did he did he ask her how her pregnancy was? Supposedly, because when she got pregnant with me, my granny had sent her to an unwed mother's home. And so unwed she, mother's home. What is that? It's where um, mothers can send their daughters who are under the age <coughs> to live in a home and. Try to find the Lord again, dealing with what okay. So it's a Christian establishment. Christian establishment. So what they would do is you would uh, uh, get pregnant, and then your mother would send you to a place to rehabilitate your morale, your morals. Yes. Um, Can I say when you're pregnant at 15 or 16, there's really nothing else you can do. I think that's a life lesson in itself, for the record. (laughs) Uh, Regardless of that. How did you, do you remember your mom talking about that at all? We've like, talked about it. Being in being in being in an unwed mother's home. Yeah, she okay. talked a little bit about it. She said she made friends. Um, my biological father came and visited her about one time while one she time. was in there and said he wanted to be with her and couldn't wait for me to be born. All this stuff, and then she went on throughout her pregnancy. She was about four months pregnant by then. She went on throughout her pregnancy and. Uh, she didn't hear from him, and then she had me, and she went to his house, uh-huh. 
And they told her to leave. His mom did. Told her to leave? What do you mean leave? Told her to get off their property. They didn't believe her. Even though I was there. So then he came to the house. Wherever she was. She was living in uh, San Bernardino with my granny, I think. And um, he came to the house. Brought a box of diapers. Said I just look, I look just like him. And then I went on with my life. And she went on with hers. Okay, so wait a minute. So you're saying that after you were born, he showed up mm-hmm. with a what? Box of diapers. A box of diapers and what else? That's it. That's it. Box of diapers and dropped it off and said, what to you? She looks just like me. She looks just like me. And then what? Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of a classic, like... Yeah. Yeah. One of those stories. Yeah. Do you... Do you think he was afraid? I think that's why he left. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, he just graduated high school. He was going to college. You know, wanted to do all of, all these things that he wanted to do. I mean, right. you know, and that was that. What is, um, did your mom, was your, was your mom happy that he just kind of failed no, like that? No, I mean, after, I mean, when I was about four years old, she heard throughout her, from her friends that he was dead. He was in a car accident. So she want, went, went on the rest, with How, the rest of when, her life. When was this? When I was about four years old. Okay, but prior to that, prior to that, I mean, can you imagine for a second, okay, you get pregnant you at a young age, mm-hmm. and you're with this guy, and this guy ends up bailing, and then showing up a little bit after you're bored, dropping off some diapers, saying some stuff about how you'd look like him, leaving, I mean, what do you do at that point? I think it, it, it just, definitely there's a, with her head. Right, but is there a gap in the story here? Because She bailed from her responsibilities when that happened as well. So, but did she try and contact him? I mean, there's got to be something there. Because you would imagine, like, the father of this child, like, where are they? Did your mom, was your mom happy that he was gone? Like, did she want that? Because it just seems interesting that he disappeared and, like, I, I, unless there was, like, a period of time where she tried to reach out to him. Like she tried. I think she did try to reach out with that, reach out to him. Yeah. But she wasn't one hundred percent certain that he was my biological father as well. Ah. So. Okay. okay. And, yeah. So now, he may he may have not been the mm-hmm. biological father. So how how many how many people could it have been? Uh, one of four guys. One of four guys. Alright, so she had a few nights of fun. Yes. Is, is my guess. Okay. Um, do you know any of these four guys? Um, I found Chad, um, one of the guys, when I first found out I was pregnant with our son. And I reached out to him. I wrote him. I actually carried a picture with me. I've seen that picture. That picture... Uh, that's when he was wearing that. Was he wearing? He was wearing he like was either an army. army yes. uniform? Okay. He was in the army, and I reached out to him. I sent him the picture. I said, "Hey, you know, because at this time in my mind, Eric's still dead. Like, right, right. and what am I going to do with that? Yeah. Like, I can't reach out to him. So I reached out to Chad, and I came in touch with Chad, and he was very excited that I reached out to him, and he was wanting to be a part of my life and wanting to be a part of our son's life and get to know you. And so we did a blood test and found out it was negative. And so he was not my dad. And he was very upset. And we said our goodbyes. And that was it. 
Now he has two beautiful babies. And he does. Yeah. You know, like recently? Mm-hmm. Really? So after you guys talked, he had two children? Or yeah. was, did he have two children at all? No, he didn't have any kids until after we talked. Supposedly, because when I talked to him, he had tried finding me, but he couldn't figure out my last name. Oh, okay. 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 Well. He was involved as a child, when I was a child. He was there, too. He was involved, yes. So he's he, not the guy who dropped off diapers and walked no, away. Who, no. What did he do? He would take me and my mom out, um, send me clothes when he was overseas, when he lived in Hawaii. He was stationed in Hawaii. Yeah. He'd send me stuff and write me letters and do all this stuff. I talked to him on the phone and... And once my mom and my dad got married, we kind of lost touch. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's now now your dad right now that you have. Now, he's not your biological dad. No. no. What's his name? Robert. Robert, how long have they been married? Mm, 21 years. 21 years. Now, he's not one of the not one of the four dads. No. Okay, so we've covered the dude who dropped off diapers and walked away, mm-hmm. which I think we'll come back to. And then we dealt with Chad, mm-hmm. who we found out is not your father. Now, who are the other two guys? There's one I don't know. I don't know anything about. And then there's another one. Do you have a name? Do you have a first name? I don't have. She doesn't. It was a one night stand. She okay. said. And then there's another one. Um, he was 60 At years 15? old. 15. He was 60 years old when she got pregnant. So in my mind already, like that's a complete defense. I want nothing to do with him. Okay. How old was that guy? He was 60 when she got pregnant. Now that's not the guy you don't know the first name of. I don't know his name either. Oh, you don't know this I guy? I don't want to know the name. Oh, okay, okay. How old was he? He was 60. 60? 60. So that means right now he is <coughs> 85. So, I mean, that's just something that I can live my life without knowing well, I mean, anything about. I mean, look, I have a little bit of insider information. Just take solace in the fact that based on what I've seen... Who you think it is, I think is actually the guy. Yeah. I don't think it's a 60-year-old man. Now, I'm not saying that this guy that we think it is is better. No. By any means. Now, I thought it was Chad. Yeah. Chad looked like you. And I still think... He was very nice to me. I still think there's something weird there. But this new guy, this other guy, the guy who dropped off diapers, has there been any contact? Um, I reached out to his family when I... After I went through the whole thing with Chad, I actually... Came in contact with his stepdad. Now, what's this guy's name? This his name's Eric. Eric is the guy who dropped off diapers and left. Yes. And you didn't talk to him at all or see him. No. And how'd you get? A, how, how'd you find him again? Oh. You, you found him, right? Yeah. And how'd you find him again? Years of freaking research and years of figuring out last names and years of just little information because my mom was very skeptical skeptical on giving me any information when it came to him. Did that ever weird you out, though? <clears throat> oh, yeah. I'm not sure. saying that your mom was hiding stuff. Like, maybe it she was... It seemed like it. it that made me more like determined it. to find him. Right. And it seemed like it, like... And, I'm, uh, and maybe she had her reasons for hiding that information. Yeah. Um, regardless, at 18 years old, there is no reason. Yeah. I don't think, personally, uh, to hide no, information agree. about that, 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 that's that important. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> especially if you're, you know, an 18-year-old mm-hmm. person. Um... Uh, regardless, though, I mean, do you do you think that she was holding it back for a reason, or do you think that it was one of those I, things where she wanted to kind of now again? I'm just I'm not I'm I'm basically I'm conjecture, not what I'm seeing. Do you think maybe she wanted to just kind of keep you all to herself, and yeah, it was one of those things, maybe. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. Didn't want to kind of peer, peek into sure, a life. Sure. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But you did peek into that life a little bit. Now, how, now how'd you get a hold of him? 
Like, what'd you, where'd you um, I wrote, I called his stepdad, and then he, I said, I know Eric's not alive anymore, and I'm very sorry, but I'm his daughter. Um, I'm 20, I was 20 at the time. Right. Um, I'm just looking to find out some family history, maybe get to know you guys. Like, I'd really like to get to know you guys. So you talk, you talk, you talk to this guy as if, as, as if Eric had died. Yes, and so. he said, what are you talking about? What do you mean Eric's dead? And I said, wait, what? And I said, he said, no, Eric's not dead. He lives in Desert Hot Springs. And Desert Desert and Hot Springs is, is not I literally, exactly no, it's, no. I literally dropped everything and, like, was just completely dumbfounded. And he said, well, sweetie, I'll give Eric your number, and hopefully he gives you a call. It was really nice talking to you. Um, tell your mom I said hi, because they remembered her coming to the doorstep. Oh no! Now you you didn't tell us this. So what do you mean, uh, doorstep? They came. She came to the house what before house? Uh, his mom's house. She went to Eric's mom's house while mm-hmm. Eric was living there. Eric was not living there. Oh, he wasn't living there. Mm-hmm. She didn't know that though. No. Okay. Where was Eric at? Eric was somewhere down in. Uh, actually, I think Eric was in Oklahoma at the time. So. So uh, how old was she then? Was she pregnant or did she? Oh, um, she just had me. She was sixteen. Oh, okay. No, but but here's the thing though is okay. So she went to Eric's house after you're born. Mm-hmm. Okay, did she try and go to Chad's house too? Was it something because because she and said it was one of four people, and to go to someone's house like that, like like I said, Chad was involved as well though. Chad was around until my mom. Right, but why would why 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 do you think she went to Eric? Because she knew it was Eric. She knew it was Eric. Okay. Why she would send me on a wild. Freaking hunt! I don't know. I don't Do you know. Do think it's possibly because she hopes it wasn't Eric? Yeah, I mean Eric was literally just some guy she'd seen in high school, and she pit, he picked her and her friend up on the side of the street one day, and bam, she's pregnant. That was all there is to her and Eric. And he was a senior. She was, he was eighteen. She was fifteen. So did they go to the same high school? Yeah, they went to yeah. Okay, what high school is this? Calhoun? Calhoun? Yeah. Calhoun. Sam Bernardino. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So did your mom... Calhoun. Calhoun High School. Calhoun High School. Calhoun High School. Okay, I've, I still have never heard of it. So it I, felt really weird, too. Okay. Um, okay, so... <clears throat> you got a hold of Eric. Yeah. After you had talked to his father. Yes. So technically, his his, this is a stepdad. So you have no blood relation to this guy. No. Okay. There's no blood relation. No. But how? So what? What information did he give you to get a hold of Eric? He didn't give me any information. He told me he 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 would give. He will contact Eric, and then he'll have Eric contact me. And I said okay. So I waited, and he called me about I want to say two days later. Eric called you two days. Eric called me. Okay. Okay. And what did he say? How did you find me? Like defensive? Yes. Okay. How did you find me? Okay. Um. Please don't contact any of my family members. Um. We can do a blood blood test. Do you have a Facebook so I can see a picture of you? Oh, you look just like my great grandmother, pretty much. Okay. So you got that. Information, mm-hmm. which is probably not the best response. No. Um, 
because it almost sounds as if see here's the thing here here's here's what gets me you think this person's dead yeah for however long yeah he knows you're around he's and known about here me my entire and, life yes and he says how do you find me how did you find me like like, like I did something wrong well not only that but like he's in some protective custody yeah he's 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 down the street well not literally but he's down the street yeah he's not hiding he's right there yeah so what do you mean how did you find me do you know the internet exists yeah so immediately this guy doesn't sound smart to me no <laughs> no at no. all so um okay so what happens after that uh, you, you, you guys talk, obviously write him back I called, yeah, we talked on the phone. I had his number. Um, I talked to his wife mainly. She said, let's do a blood test. I'm really excited. Like, I never knew about you, blah, blah, blah. And so I waited then, and I'd get emotional. I mean, I was pregnant, and I'd be like, I'd text him sometimes and be like, hi, how's it going? Well, that's got to be a big deal. Like, like, and I don't mean to cut you off, but that's going to be a big deal. Like, you're pregnant. Yeah. You're about to have a baby. My first baby. You're about to have a baby. You, you're about to enter a world you don't even, yes. you can't even fathom. You're about to enter a land where you can't remember really the feelings you had before having a child. Yes. The existence before having a child. The kids, when, the, when, when you have kids and they're born, they've always been there. They were yes. always planned. They were always supposed to be there. That's just the way it is. Yeah. There's no getting around that. So I would imagine in that feeling... Wanting to have some type of answers on a father figure, yeah, a parental figure, you know, and, and there's got to be some fear in there. Like, and I, I hope I'm not, you know, getting alone. But did you ever, did you ever feel kind of like this guy, who I think is my biological father, got up and left? Is that oh, yeah. in me as well? Yeah, that terrified me completely. Do you think that was one of the reasons why you tried to get a hold of it? Yes, and also I just I was just craving. I really don't know what I was looking for. I was looking for something. I was right. looking for something to fill something so I could be the best parent I knew how to be. Right, right, right. So um, I I really just wanted to have a father. I really wanted to, you know, I wanted to. I don't think that's. Feel I, what it's like. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. See, and that's, and that's the thing is, 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 I don't think anyone would argue with your, uh, your curiosity and, you know, wonder of that. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's, that's a piece of your genetic code that you know nothing about, really. Yeah. Um, just from the, uh, the, the bits you get to scavenge while you're searching online. Mm -hmm. That's really it. And that's, that's gotta be tough. I mean, um, I don't have any personal experience in that, so I, I, I can only see it from the outside. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so you get a hold of this guy, and he writes you back. It's not the best response. It's almost a little defensive, even. And calls then, uh, me. And then yeah. he calls you. He calls you, or you called him? He calls me and he tells me you. all that first. That's oh. the first conversation Oh, so this was, he called you. On the phone. I'm sorry, I missed that. I was thinking he wrote this. No. Okay, so he called you and talked to you, and then you guys, what, Facebooked? For a while? No. No. Not at all? No. Did it just kind of like die then for a little bit? or? What? Um, It died for a little bit. Like I said, I'd write him every once in a while and be like, hi, how you doing? Like, you know. Right. 
I mean, the weirdest part for me was when I had, he wanted me to spell out my name for him, being 20 years old and me having to spell out my name for my dad. That was a really, like, hit and miss kind of situation for me. I was like, okay, like, let me spell out my name for you. Well, you know, uh, and at, at that point, it's it's one of those things where where it's almost like... He completely blanked me out of his head. Right. He completely... That's, that's what I'm getting took, It took probably everything in him to just forget about it. Oh, for me. sure. For sure. It, it almost sounds like he just... He tried really hard to the point where... I, I mean... Maybe he just felt he wasn't going mm-hmm. to be a good father, an adequate father. He couldn't do it. Maybe in the beginning. I mean... I mean... You know, I, I don't really know. I mean... I talked to him on the phone. We met up with him. Uh, one time, met up with him on Applebee's. Yep. And this was this was later, I think, right? After I had Noah. After you had Noah. This was after I had Noah. So the so rest were, of my you pregnancy. Pregnant the when you met him, I was finally. not pregnant. Well, how, we had how, just okay, had Noah. Real fast. Go back. Go back real fast. How did you guys end up meeting? Though? Like, like, was it one thing where he? It was me pushing him. Like, okay. Let's so do you a DNA test. Let's let's do something okay. because if if you're not him. I can continue on my search, basically. Okay. Right, right, right. I can continue what I'm, what I've been trying to do. Right. Um, Unfortunately, though, that search would have come to an end. Would have come to an end because Chad was in it. Eric, if Eric wasn't it, you weren't searching for the sixty-year-old dude, and then you have some guy you have no information on yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though, and also the dude you have no information on probably isn't it because oh, I only say that because your mom never took the yeah. energy to find out anything about this guy. She's basically inadvertently saying it's not him. Yeah. You know, I would just imagine that you would you would find out a little bit about this this person who gave you a child. I, and I think with Chad, though, I think what it is, she wanted him to be my dad. She wanted Chad to be my biological dad. That's why she kept in contact I Chad with to be him. Dad. I wanted was, Chad to see, be my dad. He was, he was a really very, nice guy. He was very sweet to me. She kept in contact with him throughout the years. Of me growing up and stuff, sent him pictures. He sent me pictures. You know, that's who she wanted it to be. Right. It wasn't him though. And then Eric happened. Now, what was the meeting like? Oh, it was so awkward. It was a halfway meeting, well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a halfway meeting, and I think the first thing he said, "Well, why didn't you bring Noah?" And right, my, right. in my mind, why didn't he bring? Why didn't you bring? Why didn't you bring your son that you just had? Yeah. But in, that's a privilege. I don't know you. I don't want to bring my son to a place a, to see a person I don't even know. But um, and so we met, and pretty sure you and his wife Connie talked most of the time while me and Eric kind of just looked opposite ways. He bought me drinks. Um. Yeah, I remember that meeting being very, uh, very awkward. I remember that meeting. Um, being a lot of me and his is that her name Tammy? That's Connie. His, that's Connie. Sorry, Connie. That's his. Uh, that's his wife. wife. Um, second wife. His second wife. Okay. Uh, she was very talkative. She was very nice. Yeah. Um, I didn't really talk to him much. He had a lot of judgmental things to say. Oh yeah. It was. I remember him. He was a hardcore Republican, which is it's fine. Um, except he. He made that very clear. Yeah. Right? But he also was a hardcore atheist, and he made that very clear yes. uh, in an insulting way that I think would insult even non-believers yes. and non-Christians. Yes. And he's just, 
kind of an insulting dude. I mean, yeah. did, did, <laughs> I mean, he bought me, he bought us drinks. I mean, that was cool. And, um, you know, we, I shook his hand when we left. That was the last time I saw him. What happened at the end of that meeting? Didn't didn't they say that they were going to keep in touch? Yeah, Connie I mean, said she would add me on Facebook and we keep in touch and yeah. try to visit. Yeah. And we'll go take the blood test. But Eric had no need for a blood test because he already he knows I'm his. He knew. That's what he said. He already knows. I mean, I look just like him. So what happened afterwards? Um, I contacted him a few times. Um, what really hit it was I was I just found out I was pregnant with our daughter. And I called him to let him know, hey, I'm having a baby again. Like, you know, this is almost. I'd love I mean, for you to be it, involved or do something like. This is like six months later, isn't it? Yeah. This is long, you know, longer than that because you had Noah, but it was a few months. I know it was recovery and all that. Then I we was, met up with him. Yeah. And then after that, I was six. I know it was six months when I got pregnant with him. Right, and there was a huge gap of time. Yeah. You guys didn't talk at all. Yeah. You didn't talk at all. So I called him out of nowhere and just let him know the good news. I was having a little girl and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'd love for him to be involved. And he was like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so, you know, happy for you. I hope everything works out smoothly and everything was fine. And then I called him up again and was like, hey, would you like to meet up or do something? And then he kind of just flipped out on me. He said, he said, oh, gosh, he said um, something along the lines of, um, well, don't contact my family because, you know, and then he said something like, why do you even need me in your life? I had a great stepdad. You know, I asked him if he's ever thought about me. He said, no, I never thought about you. I don't really care what happens with you. And I said, okay. And I started bawling. Oh, I cried my eyes out. I called my mom. And I let my mom go for it. I figured she had some built-up animosity towards him, so I gave her his number. What'd she do? So she texted him. I think the last thing I said to him was, I wish, I'd, I wish in my mind, you were still dead. Yeah. It would have been a lot easier to deal with this. Oh, for sure. And I said, don't worry, I'll never contact you again. I said, but you cannot keep me away because he has a daughter. Right. From my sister. Right. So I said, and that's that. Right. So he now here's here, here's something that yeah that that's new information. So you have you have actually a stepsister. Yeah. He has a daughter. Yeah. Which kind of spins the entire thing because you could make the argument that he doesn't want to be a father at all. Period. Yeah. And that that was he made a mistake when he was young. It yeah. happened to be yeah the fact that you know uh, she got pregnant and she had a baby and she he wants nothing to do with it and walks away and mm. whatnot. The fact is, he has a daughter. Mm-hmm. He, he got now she he's he's in, married for when I was four years old to another lady. But he's in her life somewhat. Yeah, right? yeah, he is. And so he he must I mean he had her later on. Four years later. Four years later. Four years later. Uh six years later. Do you think he's trying to protect her from something? You know, that's what I thought in the beginning, but I thought, what do you have to protect her from? I mean, what, the fact that you've been lying to her this entire life? Her entire life, basically. You've just been lying to her. I said, that's not really protecting her. That's what I thought. How old is she now? She's 19. She's 19. She's 19. Does she know? She knows you exist. Mm -hmm. You talk to her. We talk about twice a month. You know, we keep in touch. We go through her. She she goes through her life. Oh, yeah, for sure. She does. Oh, yeah. Do you think that uh, that Eric knows this? Oh, yeah, he knows. He knows that you guys talk? Yeah. He was very upset with me about that. 
I think I remember reading something. He let, he wrote and said something about his daughter, leave her alone or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember you and I talked, and we agreed that at 18 years old, at the early, at the latest, that all... And all I waited. Age. Yeah, and you waited. And then once she turned 18... I said, I wrote her on Facebook. That's weird. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, I wrote her on Facebook. I said, hey, I'm sorry to do this over Facebook. I don't know of any way how to get a... I don't know any other way to get a hold of you, but um, I'm your dad's firstborn. Yep. And I said, I'd love... I mean, your dad don't have a relationship... But I'd love to get to know you. Yes. I'd love to hear your story. I'd love for you to hear my story. I'd love right. to just get to know you. I mean, right. you're my sister. Right, right. And so she cried. She called me on the phone. I talked to her mom. And she asked me questions. Where I police them. I mean, they don't know me. Right, I'm a right. stranger. Like, of course. I'm just yeah, well, if you're going to daughter, gonna, like, <laughs> if you're gonna enter someone's life like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, so that makes sense. I, I talked to her mom, and I talked to her, and her mom was like, ugh. Her mom was so upset. She's like, are you kidding me? Eric never told me about you. But, so, yeah, I talked to her mom. and Shot. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> so, that was good. And since then, I mean, that was, that was like three years ago. And since then, me and her talked. Has it been that long, though? Because Emma. <clears throat> Emma was not born yet. Emma wasn't born yet. It has been three years. That's crazy. Then she looks at pictures of the baby. She has pictures. Good. Wait, who was looking at pictures of what? What are you talking about? Oh no, she would like she. I sent her pictures of like the babies. So who pictures? Peyton. Oh, Peyton. Okay. Yeah. And so she, we've cut, you know, kept in touch throughout the years, and I've never met her. Three years. Yeah. When's the last time you talked to her? Uh, about a month ago. About a month? Yeah. So is this something where you guys eventually want to meet up? Or oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, she refers to me at her, as her other sister. Okay. Does she know. have any other siblings? She has one sister. But it's not from... Not from Eric. Not from Eric. No. She was four years old when Eric and Peyton's mom got together. Okay. Okay. All right. So how does your mom feel about all this? Like... At this point, I mean, you know, hearing about Peyton, you know, Eric, you telling him basically, like, you're done. Like, does she even bring it up anymore? Do you think she's happier that it happened this way, or do you Um, think... I think there's a little bit of jealousy when it comes to, like, Peyton. Yeah, because there's an entire, like... There's, like, a whole new family that I've never, I mean, you know, and Peyton's mom, I think she's a little bit jealous of, because Peyton's mom basically got Eric. You know, um, but other than that, we don't really talk about it. She'll ask me how Peyton's doing. I'll tell her how Peyton's doing. Yeah. You know, she'll ask if I talk to Eric. I'll tell her, no, I have not spoken to him. Right, I haven't right. spoken to him since before Emma was born. So three years. Okay, so let's go back. Let's go back. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk about when you were really little. So... You're one, two, three. What's happening? Whew. When 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 does Robert, your current dad, when does Robert step in? He steps in when I'm about three years old. Him and my mom meet at a church that they all went to with my granny. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, my mom was actually in a lesbian relationship before she got married to my dad. Oh, really? 
Yes. With a lady named Kathy, which everyone in my family kind of hates because my aunt Deshanna said that Kathy took advantage of her. Uh, Trish doesn't say that, though. My mom doesn't say, but my mom was also 15 when she was in a relationship with Kathy. Okay. How old was Kathy? 33. Well, I would say that's a... Uh, yes. That was a... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was, I agree that was with poor that. judgment on uh, Kathy's part. I yes. Think. Uh, but your mom stands by it, though. She stands by it. Kathy never took advantage of her, that my mom came on to Kathy. Even though the fact that she was 15? No, the fact that she was 15. I don't know. See, here. She was more of an adult at 15 than, really? you know. But we all think highly of ourselves, though. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I, don't I think. Don't you think? I'm not, okay, real fast. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. At 15 years old, you dated a. You know, this didn't actually happen. But at 15 years old, you dated a 32 year old, let's just say. Yeah. Okay, you dated a 32 guy, girl, doesn't matter. Yeah. You look back on it now. Think about yourself at 15. Oh, yeah. No, I had no room to make any decisions right. at 15. I, I think, was just looking for love or I think something that, at 15. Right. Like, I, I think, wasn't looking for... I think that's true for all 15-year-olds. And I think for my mom, I think I think what it was, why she still stands by that, was kind of like a defense mechanism to help her cope with what happened. With what? With, I mean, Kathy being 33, her be, it being her first lesbian experience. Growing up in a really hardcore Christian household. Not so much, though. Well, not so much. She did not grow up in a really hardcore Christian household. How'd she grow up? <clears throat> well, my grandpa was a drunk. Um, mm-hmm. He was very mean. I, I mean, I guess you could say it was a Christian household. I mean, it's very mean to my granny. Right, right, right. Spank her, beat her. Right. I mean, stories that just endless on what he did to her, which is right. horrible to even think about. Right. Um, he was very mean to his girls. Um, he, my mom has two sisters. How many, now this grandpa, he only had... Three girls. He had three girls. Yeah. Three girls. And a son. He has a son. Out. He does have a son. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, okay. Your mom grew up in a household, maybe that wasn't Christian because grandpa wasn't okay with that because... I know Granny... Grandpa was okay with it, but he had put on a good show. Okay. Now, Granny, on the other hand... Granny was very... Her her faith was all she had. Okay. Um, okay. So... So, um... Your mom growing up, how come... Why at 15? I mean, I've heard four... I would equate, I would equate this to horror stories. Okay, horror, H-O-R-R-O-R, horror stories, not not the other one. Horror stories. At 15 years old, that's nuts. That's that's terrifying. Well, she first lost her rigidity at 13. Okay, and I'm not talking, I'm talking, yeah, exactly. It that's all started when she was about 12, 13 years old. It started, well, actually, it started about 11. Okay. Um, well, this sounds like stuff I don't want to hear. started about okay. 11. Um, one of my uncles, my uncle Tim... Molested my mom. Okay. Um, After that, she went to my granny, told my granny, told my grandpa, and they made her apologize to the entire congregation for what she said. And to my Uncle Tim. She apologized to my Uncle Tim for lying, but she was not lying. So it started there. Uh, The first time she tried to commit suicide, she was 12 years old. Um, What did she do? Cut her wrist. 
she tried to cut a wrist or do something. She did something. I don't know. I read her document, though. I think, saw it. Do you think your mom would come on this podcast and talk? Yeah. She would yeah. talk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, her story is very interesting. You know what? I mean, we'll stop there, then. Okay. We'll stop there. Um, I would like to know. I mean, of course, you don't have to stop entirely. I, I, but what I would like to hear about is what you know about your mom while you were alive. So you're born in 89, and you didn't have a father figure. You had this dude that showed up. You didn't know I don't, don't, I don't remember no him from being but, that young. Right, right, right. So it never really phased me with him not being around right, at such right. a young age. So, so as far as you were concerned, you've always had a father. Yeah. Okay. Now, not given the knowledge that... Um, that Robert is isn't your biological dad. I always dad. knew he wasn't my biological dad. You always knew that. Always knew. So that you don't remember a time when they sat you down and talked. To no. You. All right. So let's go back. Talk to me about Robert. When did your mom meet Robert? How old were you? I was Where was it? Three years old, and it was at uh, our church that we went to. Yeah. Okay. And what church was that? What was it called? It was called the Gate. The Gate. Okay. And um, <clears throat> and your mom met Robert there. Yes. And how old were you? Four. Uh, four. A three. Three. I was three. Three, okay. Okay, so so they just started talking in church? Where Was he going with his parents? Was he going by himself? What was he that? was going by himself. I mean, he would play music there. You know, worship and stuff. He'd play on the drums. Um, oh, he played the drums? He played the drums. I didn't know that. In. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. I mean, I, I, I knew he played the drums, but I didn't know he played for this worship band. Yes. Okay. Yes, right. he did. Um, Granny absolutely could not stand him. Why? Because she saw his trouble in him. I mean, my mom would sneak out of the house to go to shows with him and leave God, me in the yes. room. I mean. What, was he trouble, do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they were young, though. I mean, uh, no I mean, even as a parent, though, for my mom, I can't really give her much of an excuse for doing that, even at such a young age, because you grow up. That's how you grow up as, you know, becoming a parent and learning from these things. Oh, for sure. But watching your mom. I mean, okay, you may not be able to remember this. This might be too too long ago. But watching your mom date somebody while she has a child, do you remember anything about that? Do you remember her leaving and being gone for a long yeah. time? Like, yeah, I remember him coming up to the window and, like, tapping on the window. I remember seeing him in church, and I used to call him Bob. So I'd run up to him. I literally, he he loved it, but my granny would hate it because I'd, like, get out of her arms, and I'd run down the aisles, and I'd go, Bob. And I, like, pulled down. I had the biggest crush on him when I was little. He was my crush. I'd go, Bob, and I'd pull down his pants, and I'd giggle and run away. That's what I did. And so, in my mind, my mom dating, marrying Bob, that was, like, the best thing ever. I mean, it was Bob. Right, right. I loved, I loved him. Right, right, right. He was my dad. I mean, he loved me. He'd right. hold me and kiss on me and, you know, do all the stuff a dad should do with his daughter. And you were, and you were three at the time? I was three. Okay. And... Oh, when did when did uh when did they start living together? Did they get married when I was first? Four. You were four. Did they get married first or they got married first? They got married first. How'd that happen? Do you remember? Uh, my mom ran out in the middle of the night. Actually. Oh really? Ran yeah. Out. So it was a classic. It was a classic. Go out, through your window. Go let's get go married. get married and listen to. I think it was today from. Do you remember how they broke the news? Yeah, they just came back and said, we're married. And my dad said, I'm taking her, and we're going to move into my house. And also, they, my mom was pregnant at the time, too. Really? With, mm -hmm. obviously, Robert's child. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, which child is this? Uh, she um, miscarried. She miscarried. She miscarried, and they had already moved into their apartment, and he didn't believe. No. Go ahead. Sorry, was he living by himself at the time? No, he was living with his mom and dad. So when he said, we're going to move in together, does that they mean... They literally went and got an apartment. Oh, they actually got an apartment, okay. Yeah, we lived in Highland. Um, uh, and when uh, my mom is pregnant, um, somehow my grandma, my dad's, Robert's mom, convinced him that she was lying. And when she miscarried... He basically left. He left? He left us. When when she miscarried? And how long did he leave for? He left until they hooked back up and she got pregnant again. So we moved back. Do you remember how long my, that was? I want to say about two months. Where was your mom living for those two months, though? We moved back in with my granny. Okay, so those two months, you guys, you guys left the apartment. Then. He left us, and then we had to move everything out by ourselves. Well, I didn't really do much because I was, you know, really little. Yeah, yeah. But um, he left, and my mom and my granny helped move everything out. Okay. And they got everything out, and they moved back. You guys moved granny. back home. And my okay. dad was going for uh, annulment, and my mom basically went up to the house and showed documents, showed ultrasound, showed everything and tried to explain to him I'm not lying this was your baby this you know this happened and this is you know and he took her well he didn't take her back but they started dating they started talking again before they went through with the annulment so they did go through with the annulment no before they went through with the oh okay so the annulment never happened annulment never happened happened. I mean yeah no it never happened it happened with his first wife but So did now when when they started dating in, did they officially get back together when she got pregnant again? Yes. Okay. When she got pregnant for the second time. This was the second time. Mm-hmm. Now what happened? Was this a miscarriage too? Yes. This was this was another miscarriage. Now, but they were they married? They were time? married. Yes. Okay. They moved and we moved They're into our house. Okay. So months later, you guys got uh, they got married and then she had a miscarriage and then they tried to go through an annulment. Yes. Okay, so yeah, the point I'm getting at is the fact is is that she had a miscarriage for the second time while they were married. Yeah. And the first time he wanted to get an annulment. Mm-hmm. So what about the second time though? Did he want an annulment this the second time this happened? No, the second time this happened, everything was fine. Like well, they what made it different it. though? I think he actually believed her. So what? The first time he didn't believe it was his child. Yeah. Based on what though? Based on nothing what? really. It's just people talking. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. Nothing really, just people talking, bringing up, oh, well, she got pregnant at 15, she had a baby at 16, you know, who's to say she's not lying about anything else, like, it's kind of one of those things. Yeah, So, okay, so she, uh, she has another miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And how long, I mean, how long were they together? They got pregnant another time. A third time. Third time, about a month later, she had another miscarriage. She got pregnant again. Had another miscarriage. She had four miscarriages. Five. Five miscarriages. Until she got pregnant with him. Is there is there a reason behind that? Because at that point, um, you have to ask yourself, can you have a baby? Her uterus is torn from being pregnant with me. Really? Mm-hmm. So the doctor went in there and they tried to, you know, take out stuff that she did not need that would, Jeez. you know. 
They did that. She got pregnant with Hannah. Doctor said, do not have any more kids. He told her, you cannot, your lady parts are not working properly. You should not have any more kids. After she had Hannah, that is. And Hannah is? My sister. Your sister. How old yeah. is she now? She's 18. 18. So you were seven? Yes. So they were married for almost three years before they had a baby. Yes. So you do you remember that pretty well? Yeah. Do you remember the transition period between yeah. Yeah. her getting pregnant, having Hannah? Was yes. there a change in relationship there? Yes. With you and your mom and dad? Yes. So was your dad different after that? Yes. What about your mom? Uh, I mean, obviously, she tried not to be, but I knew the. You know, I don't mean in the obvious ways. I don't mean in the obvious ways where. She has to take care of another kid, of course. No, no. To, I'm, I'm talking about I'm affection. Was, I'm talking about... It was a little about, bit more excitement for her. I could tell because she actually had someone there to help her and someone there to be that father figure right, that right. she didn't have when she was 15 with me. Right, right. I mean, so it was different. I mean, and his family was involved. I mean, at this point, we were living with his mom and dad. We were living with my grandma and grandpa. So, you know, it was a big transition, for sure, but she got pregnant with Hannah. Doctor said, do not have any more kids, and she got pregnant nine months later with my sister, Sarah, and went into early labor with Sarah when she was, Sarah was, when my mom was about 30, 30 weeks. When she went into labor with Sarah. And they 30 weeks, it. so if you take 30 and you divide that by four, you get... What is that? Uh, it's about nine? eight months. Eight months. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Sorry, that's seven. Yeah, 40 weeks seven. is full, full term. So she was, so at 30 weeks, she was seven months pregnant. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I'm kind of drunk now. So <laughs> my math is going to be a little off. So um, being seven weeks at that point, so, having a baby. Well, it was about, sorry, seven, seven months, months yeah. and having a baby. That's how to be terrified. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was totally scary for her. Uh, three minutes after Sarah was born, she had a first seizure. And she was in the hospital for about oh three God. weeks because she continued, she continued to have seizures. Did they know what was wrong at first at all? They did not know what was wrong. They just saw baby having seizures. We're still trying to diagnose Yes. It. They had no idea. And so finally when my mom was able to take spring Sarah home when Sarah was about, I want to say about two months old. Right, right. And um, she continued to have seizures. Um, she continued to not act right. She continued to look off and not make any kind of contact, not follow the milestones that a, a infant toddler is supposed to go right, through, right, right. not do any of that. Okay. You know, when Sarah was about seven months old, my mom got pregnant again. Wow. Okay. So this is the third child. Mm-hmm. And she was how, how old? Seven months. My mom actually went into the doctor for her birth control. And he said, well, I can't give it to you. You're pregnant again. And my mom, my mom said she just started bawling. Like, she bawled Did her she eyes out. Have, she didn't want to have another She didn't want to have any. She wasn't supposed to. Well, what about you, though? What were you doing at home? Oh. I mean. The, uh, taking care of the kids. Taking care of the kids. Mm-hmm. Were they gone often? Yeah. So you're take care they of were gone a lot, yeah. Okay. What did you guys do? Did you guys just watch a lot of videos? Or? Um, we watched. Do you remember that old Ronald McDonald show? 
No, I don't. Was this a thing? Yes, this was a thing. Ronald Mc- McDonald's, you mean yes, with, chicken you know, nuggets, McDonald's. Yes. They yes. have a show? They had a show back then. We watched a lot of that. Now, during this time that Sarah was, like, about, you know, five, six months old, my dad was actually on tour. On tour? He what band? Six to the Ninth. Sorry, what was the band name? Six to the Ninth. They were also a Christian band. And what were they called? Six to the Ninth. Do they understand that? Yeah, I don't that was know a poor what they understood. And, okay. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> well, you know what? They were obviously thinking uh, a little, little less perverted stuff than, yeah. than everyone else. So is. he was on tour. So when good all this for them. Happening. They were on tour while your mom was pregnant with Jeremiah. With with Jeremiah, the third child. Yes. How long was he on tour? He was on tour for about three and a half weeks. He traveled from California to Texas, Mm -hmm. um, I think up through Arizona and Nevada, and came back. Wow. Okay. So this was almost, this was close to to an actual Mm -hmm. big tour. I mean, Mm -hmm. who did you tour with? Another Christian band. I don't, I don't really know. I don't really remember. Okay. And um, when he got back... Was he, is this something where he, he kind of did this often where he left and came back and spent time at home and then got up and left again? Was it one of those things where he was in an active touring band? Or when he got back, he was home. He was there to stay. No, I mean, when he got back, we knew, like, the next day, okay, he has to go to this place to go play a show, or he has to go to this place to Did he make money doing this? Was this his job? No. What was his actual job? What did he do? Construction. Construction. Yeah. Okay, so he, he worked Monday through Friday doing construction. Kind of? Kind of, yeah. Kind of, okay. Whenever, whenever job was needed, he was there to do it. Yes. Okay, got it, got it. Um, okay, so you, uh, you're an only child at six years old. Yes. At seven years old, around then, you have yeah, no. a sibling now, mm-hmm. a sister. Sister, were you really excited to have a sister? Oh, yeah. I was, Did you understand, like... I was really excited, but I was also really scared. So I you, was scared because I, I noticed the tension from my dad would not only be on me. I knew tension from my mom would not only be on me. So I was actually really terrified because I was very observant, yeah, even at a young age. So you were, you were, you knew even at a young age that yeah. all that a lot of the attention was going to be redirected to yes. the child. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, were you right? Yes, I was. Yeah? Yes. More so than you thought? Yes. Yeah. So they have Hannah. Mm-hmm. And do they treat her... I mean, of course they're going to treat her differently than they treat you. She's a, she's a I baby. I mean, not so much my mom. My mom did not. But when it came to my dad and the grandparents that I started to call grandma yeah, yeah. and grandpa... That I started to love the grandparents at the time with me. Right. Um, but yeah, that all changed. I think, yeah. I think more importantly, it's not about how they treated her. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, no, it's, it has, it, 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 it has to do, that, though. Right, of course. It has to do with baby. how they treat you. Yeah. Because did they treat you differently? Because yeah. of course they're going to they're gonna take care of her and whatnot. And that's, yeah, of that's course. That's normal. But as, like, when they did interact with you, I understand that, like, you have a new baby... 
okay, attention's going to be split now. Totally understandable. I got very defensive. I got very so kind of weird. I yeah. could do anything So you had the myself. classic response yes. of, of jealousy maybe a yes. little bit. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was jealous of oh, her. rightfully so. I mean, you're young. Rightfully so. I only say that because you're young. And I also well, knew at have. the time that that wasn't actually my dad. So I, the time I knew, like, okay, he's having his first baby. So I kind of knew something, but I couldn't kind of, I couldn't pinpoint it, but I knew there was something. That, that's one of those weird things. It's one of those innocent child things where you understand to a degree, like you understood yeah. at seven years old that you're not his, but you didn't really understand why yeah. or how. Yeah. But you understood that. Yeah. And the fact that Hannah was his. Yeah. I mean, I saw it. I saw it. I mean, the first time I saw him hold her or, you know, the first time anything. I mean, because there's actual video footage of me holding Hannah when she was first born and me telling my dad, like, this is mine, yours, and mom's baby. Like, it wasn't my sister in my mind. That was my baby in my mind at that age. Right. That was our baby. Right. Is that how you kind of, is that has that kind of echoed in your relationship with Hannah since then? Oh, yeah, for sure. Really? Oh, yeah. I so try not to her, be... You don't tra- treat her like a sister as much as you do... Yeah. ...another mother figure. Yes. I try not to be like that, but, I mean, the way I, we grew why? up, I am. Why? Because I basically was. Do you think... Now, when you say I basically was, you, you spent a lot of time watching her. Yes. Do you think, possibly, that maybe you spent so much time taking care of her that in your mind, you've kind of created this idea from the beginning, you were this mother figure. But really, yeah. that's not true. You only think that because you spent the next four years taking care of her, for the most part. No, I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to go out and say your mom and dad didn't take care of. Her. Of course, oh, no, they, they did. did. I mean, diapers, they did, right? bottles. They made bottles and stuff. Yeah, for right. Sure. They did, but yeah. you felt that you got the brunt of it. Yeah. At a young age. At a young age. Really. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like I said, my mom was in and out of the hospital with Sarah. Right, right. So, I so mean, you, so you kind of had to take the reins. Yeah. God. And what about your dad? What was, what was Robert? He was always out in the garage, always gone. I, I don't really remember him, honestly. Being around a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, he played, like, dirty jokes, like, jokes that, you know, no one should play on a little child. I've actually heard some of these. I, w- I want to hear them again. Give me, give me, give me at least... One or two here. Really, two. Okay. Seven years old. Seven years old. So Hannah, Hannah was just born. Hannah right? was just born. She's, I think she's sleeping. Yeah, she's sleeping in my grandpa's arms. Okay. And um, I remember my dad coming in. Oh, God. You know, I'm just playing with my doll set. It well, made my room all very cute because I knew what was going to come from it. So they took the time to make my room like ballerinas and... I had sharks on the walls. I had all the stuff that I loved, horses and sharks and everything there. Right, right. And um, he came into my room with a big butcher knife with his shirt all torn up and ketchup all over his shirt. Now that I'm an adult, I know with ketchup. Um, At the time, (laughs) though, at the time, I thought it was blood. And he came into my room and said, it's your turn to die. And I Holy took shit. off. I literally ran through his legs. Actually, the way the house was built, my bathroom would enter out into the laundromat. 
So I went through my bathroom to the laundromat to outside, out the gate. I literally, like, jumped over the fence. And I booked, and you saw how big that yard is. Oh, yeah, it's a big yard. That's a it's freaking big yard. Big yard. Well, yeah. I went to my neighbor, and I said, I don't know what's wrong with my daddy. Like, he has a knife. Like, what's happening? And then he, I guess he come out, came out and did something like, it's fine, it's fine. And so I, he just followed me, and I just sat in the corner next to the tree and put my head between my legs and started crying. Oh my gosh, that's a sad story. <laughs> I just started crying, that's and horrifying. I said, "Okay, okay, okay, it's my turn, okay." <laughs> and I just bawled. And then he finally well, felt okay. some sort of humanity in him, and, 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 and he thought, "Okay, okay, she's really scared. <laughs> yeah, she's really scared. Like, I guess it's not okay to See, all chase it." little girl around with and all the things I know about Robert now I don't think he would do anything no like that anymore I don't he's never done it since he never oh, did it to one of the kids I, I don't I think mean, I don't think he would I don't think no um do you have another one uh yes um, which involves my mom and my dad we're over at my dad's friend Jeff's house his parents house yeah and I walk outside and I see my mom laying face down into a tub not a tub a pool and my dad comes up to me and says, I'm sorry, honey, but your mommy has died. And I just start crying. I go to jump in the pool and everything. He catches me. And then when they notice me trying to, like, jump in the pool and save her, they finally, like, look at me. Oh, we're just kidding. We're playing a joke on you. It's all right. Everything's fine. And I just sat there and cried. It was absolutely horrible. I would never do that to one of my kids. That is so bad. So... Yeah, that happened. And that was really weird. Things I will never forget, unfortunately. I really hate both those stories. Yeah, they were really horrible. <laughs> I can imagine being that age yeah. and experiencing that and just being completely yeah, just terrifying. Well, it also makes you lose trust in a person. I mean... Oh, definitely. Like, it's one of those things where it's like... I didn't trust them. <sighs> yeah, yeah. People, like, when they call me back in the back, I'd be like, nope, I'm not coming back there. Like, I don't trust you right. guys. Right, 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 right. Like, that's not going to happen. I'm not coming back there to see you guys. Right. I don't know what you guys are going to do. Right, right, right. No, I mean, the, that's what it kind of turned into. Yeah, and, that, and that's the problem with doing things like that. And I think they understand that now. Yeah, I mean, because I didn't play it on. I mean, the last thing my dad did to anybody was my aunt Shanna, right. Marissa's sister, Melissa. And she was in there taking it. She was in there about to get in the bath. And I was going to give her a bath. And um, my dad comes into the room and just yells really loud, just goes, like growls kind of. And she started peeing her pants. And I just felt so bad for her. I, I grabbed oh her and said, it's goodness. okay, it's okay. He's just he's just being trying to be funny. Now, he, he must have felt terrible. Yeah, he felt bad. I mean, kind of. I mean, he started laughing. Right. He thought it was funny. In his head, he thought, her peeing her pants, because she's so scared, is funny. And I never and understood that. looking back on that. Well, see, and that I mean, even at that, even being, I think I was like 15 years old when that happened. So even being that age, like, I was just like, why would you ever do that to a young girl? Like, she's a baby, basically. You're scaring her. Well, Don't do that. I, I think there's an empathetic disconnect disconnect there. And that, and that's that's really the issue, is... is, is you look at it from one point of view, and it's really funny, and they'll get over it. And eh, it's just a fucking scare. Who cares? They'll, they'll you know, it, it, it's good for kids to be scared. They'll get over it, blah, blah, blah. 
then there's the other side of it where you look at it from their point of view, and yeah, the world's scary enough to not induce fear like that. Yeah, there's enough. Oh, shot, shot, cheer. Jeez. Um, there's enough fear in this world already. Yeah. I mean, why 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 kickstart? Why kickstart kick it? Yeah. Way? You know, that's 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 a little harsh. Yeah, so that was really I mean that and that was the kind yeah. of the last thing I saw my dad do like that. Right, right. Which uh it should be. Because <laughs> yeah. after something like that I mean, happens, fifteen years old you must be you must be like Come on know, now. Right. They're just children, they're just babies. They're just, yeah. Stop it. Right, right, right. Um your sister, Sarah, mm-hmm. was born. Uh, do you remember the year? 1994. 94? No, no. doesn't make any sense. 1998, sorry. 1998, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> 1998. <laughs> okay. Um, when did they find out about her uh, condition? Uh, the epilepsy was about two months after she was born. Like I said, when she they sent her home, they started her up. I mean, they kept a close eye on her. Right. I don't really remember they kept, if they put her on medication. I don't remember. Right. I don't think so because she was so little, but they kept a close eye on her. Okay. Um, and then about two years later, she was diagnosed with autism and mental retardation. Okay. So she was about two years old, a little older than two. Yeah. And they diagnosed her with autism. autism. Um, she wore braces on her feet. She wore... She had problems. So so she was pretty much... She had trouble walking. She did not walk. She didn't walk at all. She did not no, walk. No, what's the braces for then? Because her legs were bowed. Her, the braces oh. were to try and strain her legs out. So she could walk. So she could walk. They okay. said, though, that she would never be able to walk. They said this is just going to help help it. Try to help her. Like, if she goes to push up on something. Right, 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 right. Um... Uh, yeah, there there was nothing. Everyone said that it was false hope. Everyone said that she would probably not make it past her seventh birthday. How old is she now? Oh, she's going to be 18. That's yeah. Beautiful. That's awesome. <clears throat> now, um, I know she still has seizures. Yes, very bad. And her autism, I mean, it's getting better with structure. That's what... Right, 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 right. That's what... No, no. Uh, see, here's the thing is, I'm a little ignorant to autism. I don't have all the information. I mean, you know more than I do about this. Like, it is... She has the body, the physicality of an 18-year-old. Yes. But mentally, mentally what is she? she's about seven years old. Now, let me ask this. At 16 years old, when she had the physicality of a 16-year-old body, was she six in her mind, or was she still seven? And she just plateaued, and um, she is now seven forever. Well, How does that work? I mean, every year that goes by, it seems like she progresses. I mean, when she was 16, it was kind of about seven. But you put her at 10 years old, and she was about three. Okay. So, so every year, it kind of seems like it progresses. Like, she gets better. She answers right, questions. Right. I mean, right just now, like, in, in the past few months, she started talking to me on the phone. I mean, that's never happened. Okay. So I mean, she'll say little things like "Hi, Eliana. Love Big Michael. Love you know." Right, right. But that's as far as our conversations go with her. Okay. Okay. See, and that's the, that's the interesting thing is because like 
she might have the mind of a seven year old now, but her, even yeah. even Noah, our son, he he talks on the phone and he talks on the fo- phone decently. Yeah. Like he'll tell you how his day's going. He'll tell, he'll tell you what what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, and he'll tell you if there's anything she wrong. She won't do any of that. But she won't do any of that. No. So, but she'll do other things that a seven year old do. So it's interesting that in certain areas, yeah, when you have autism, like you do have the capacity of a seven year old to do certain things that a seven year old do. But in certain areas, like talking on the phone, you just don't have the attention mm-hmm. to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that the autism? Just that's yes. what it is. Yes. Okay. Well, if she just started talking on the phone, then there's obviously some progress somewhere. There's, there, yeah. Like you said, course. structure. There's, so it's not like... She needs structure in her life. She needs everything to go on a schedule. And it schedules everything for an autistic child. I mean, you tell them, wake them up at 8 a.m., it's time for breakfast, give them a little bit of amount of playtime. This is your playtime. This is your draw time. Have your draw time. In 30 minutes, Sarah, you need to pick up your draw time. Right, right. And you need to put it away. And then we can move on to doing something else, like let's go to the park or let's do something. And then when that once that time's over, let's eat lunch. Like, let's do structure. this. She needs structure. She needs some sort of stability with her structure. Okay. Okay. And, I mean, there's no cure. There's no cure. There's no cure. No. So, really at this point, that's all it's about. It's yes. about creating a structure. Yes. You can't let. Is it about creating independence too? Like being yes, able to adhere to that yes, structure yes. by independence. yourself. Yes, independence. Eighteen years old. You want to get your ears pierced? Let's go get your ear, ears pierced. Right. That's what you want to do. Let's do that. I mean, it's stuff like that. Like letting her choose stuff. Letting her go to the store with you and pick out her clothing, what she likes to wear. Right. Like the material. She needs to touch the material to see if she likes to wear that kind of material. Just taking her out and letting her make choices for herself okay. is what she needs. Got it. Let her pick out a movie. Let's go to a movie. Even if you don't sit through the entire movie, pick out a movie you want to see. Let's go to a movie. And take her to a theater. Even if it only lasts for 15 minutes, which most of the time that's all it lasts for, let her still do it. Yes, you waste, you know, $20, but... Well, see, I think you you kind of hit something on the head there. You said you give her a choice. Yes. I think that's that's an important thing that kind of gets glossed over... With a lot of the kids, lo- I mean, they, they they starve to be an adult, right? Yes. You remember when you were a kid, yes. you wanted to be yes. an adult. You want well, to make really, your own what they—that's what it is. Really, what they want to do is they want to make their own decisions. Yes. So, if you give a child, especially an autistic child, not a whole bunch of decisions, because believe it or not, no, two. Yeah, exactly. Two choices. Two choices. You give them something. It will go choose, very far. It goes very far. It will go very far. Right, right, right. Sarah, do you want to eat this, or do you want to eat this, or you know, let right. her make. Oh, I want taco salad tonight. Okay, mm-hmm. let's make taco salad. Mm-hmm. But also getting her involved in making the taco salad. Sarah, pour the seasoning into the pot. Sarah, do this. Right. Let's measure out the cup and do it together. Right. Like, that will go far with her, too. You, spend a, you spend a lot of time with Sarah. Do. She gets mad at me. I mean, no, no doubt. Like, she'll yell at me, why, really? Like, that's her new word. She'll go, really, Elena? Really? I'm like, yes, really, Sarah. You need to pick up your papers, and then you can go do what you want. But you yeah. have to do this first. Right, right. And then once she accomplishes that, she feels, you know, Empowered. Yes, I did it. I did that. Like, like in... You just got to push them. Right, right. Absolutely. So, um, okay. Would you say that, Sarah... You're the closest with Sarah? I mean, yeah. out of all your siblings? Well, I mean, Hannah's pretty close with her because she spends more time with her. Of course. Yeah, but absolutely. when I'm around, she Sarah knows, I mean, 
I think Sarah I, lo- looks at you as 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 a sister. As like, a sister, but, but more like a teacher. Right, 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 right. Which is kind of hard for me, too. I want her to just look at me as a sister. Yeah. But she knows when I come around that she can't get away with all this stuff. I mean, right. if she starts hitting on our mom, like, right. I'm going to step in and be like, right. you don't so do she's that. Been, she's been violent in the past, though. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that comes with autism. Yes. Very violent. Very, very violent. Right. I mean, my mom had to throw away all of her sharp knives because right. she was terrified of her. Right, right, right. And, that, and that's got to be a scary thing. I mean, well, yeah. See, here's the thing: is I, I know Sarah, and I know she would never do anything like that. She has, I think, and you know, I think she has the ability to oh, understand yeah. when she's physically hurting someone. Um, to a point where, I mean, I think having an autistic mind at that age. You're she going understand. to you don't you understand to a degree to I think. a degree I mean but all this is and she's just trying to make her point across to people but she's still and people aren't understanding what she's trying to say right so it's kind of like a double you know and when she when she's at that happening. point where she has nothing nowhere else to go she turns kind of violent in a yes, way yes. but not like super violent if she's really tired I mean and now she's dealing with the pressure of being a woman I mean that's really hard on all of her hormones I. So that Don't completely even brings her <laughs> I have down. No idea. Um, like, and it's just, it's hard for her because, I mean, people show her attention, but not the attention she needs. Right, right, right. Unfortunately. Right, right. I right. mean, they kind of just let her go, okay, Sarah, you need to go eat, go eat. Like, go find something. That's got to be tricky, though. I mean, if you think about it, like, you have an autistic child. She's 18 years old. She's going through all these changes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, she still lashes out and has to get physical sometimes. Um, luckily, I mean, it never becomes super, super physical. It is super physical, though. It does I mean, at that point in sometimes. In the car. I mean, my mom's afraid to drive with her because last time she drove with her, she kicked in her what door. Is, what is that, though? Because because here's the thing. is is It's also antagonizing. Well, well but here's the thing. is is Sarah, I know Sarah. And Sarah has the capacity for empathy. She yes. has total yes. capacity oh, for yes. un- oh, like yes. she watches movies. She feel like I, I've yes. seen her watch movies yes. and feel what they feel. She loves that. Do you think she blacks out? Do you think autism has this has this oh, kind yeah. of switch where you black out and just kind of like you just go yeah, off this just, rage? Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Is that what's happening when she yes. gets violent? I mean, because I mean. Like, for me, okay, for example, this last time I was over there, which was about a weekend ago. Right, right. right. Um, Sarah got in a fight with my mom, and mom started yelling. Mm-hmm. Mom starts yelling, Sarah throws out her fist. Got it. Okay, so then I step in, and I look at her in the eyes, because right. it's always important to make eye contact right. with them. It's always important. And so I look her in the eyes. And Why is that? Is that because you're showing them direct attention? Yes. So you give them full attention, mm-hmm. and they recognize that as authority. Yes. Okay. Yes, and it, which is, I mean, it's unfortunate because she's so old, and I don't want to be like that, but I know I have to be. Yeah. I mean, I also have my kids over there. Right. Right. So I need to show her, like, hey, you can't act this way. Right. And so, um, she starts hitting on my mom because she wants to finish Monsters Inc. But it's bedtime. Got it. It was what time's her bedtime normally? At nine thirty, she was falling asleep on the couch. She just had all her medication, and mom knows if she falls asleep on the couch one time, she's gonna want to sleep on the couch all the time. So right. you can't do that. Right. And so, I stop at the movie, and I pause it, and I tell her, Sarah, I will turn the movie back on when you wake up. Just come get me, and I will turn the movie on as soon as you wake up. 
and she flips out. She flips out. She starts slamming the doors. She starts throwing stuff off her walls. Um, and she's a big girl. She is bigger than I am. Like, she's a big girl. Um, and she starts hitting my mom. So then that's where I cross over, you know, and I say, I step in because that's my mom. I'm not going to let no one hit my mom. No matter what. So I step in and I look at her. You know, I get in her face and I tell her, Sarah, you need to stop. Do you want to watch Monsters, Inc. tomorrow? And she looks at me and she goes, yes. And like really mean, like really angry. Like she's really mad at me for making, for me turning off the movie. Right. And I say, okay, all right, then you need to stop. And well, she hits my mom again. She starts throwing stuff off her walls, trying to bang on the walls. She picks up her snow globe. I take her snow globe out of her hands because, well, that will really hurt somebody. You throw this against the wall, it's going to shatter. It's going to be glass everywhere. You Obviously, this is not okay for you right now. So I take all of her pictures off her walls, and I take them into the laundry room. And I tell her, you'll get this all back when you can calm down. And my mom's still in there, though. Sarah, stop. Sarah, stop. Don't do this. Don't do I'm trying to play the victim. And that's the thing. If they feel that you're threatened, they're going to take advantage of that. Just like any human being. Just like if I get in a fight with a girl right. and she feels threatened by me. You take advantage of I'm that. I'm going to take advantage of that. Probably not to the same degree because if they, if, if, if at that point. That's I think I mean, here, Here's the thing. I think a normal person with maybe a person without autism. If if there's a person who's backing down, like look what yeah, you're doing yeah, to me, yeah. you kind of go fine. You know, you kind of rub yeah, it in a little bit. Yeah, definitely. But maybe if you have autism, you not only rub it in, mm-hmm. but you perpetuate it. You just keep yes. it going. And so finally, she calmed down. She calmed down, and the next day, she woke up, came up to me, right. and she said, "Elena, monster thing." So I turned it back on for her, and everything was fine. And then she got upset later on that day, and because she couldn't find her box of pictures, and I told her three times. Because Sarah, she likes to be lazy, too. She knows she right. can take... She's very smart, and she knows right. she can take advantage of it. She knows she can. And so I say, Sarah, your pictures are in your bedroom where you left them. And she'll be like, why? And I'll be like, why? What do you mean, why? Because they're your pictures, and you left them in your bedroom. She'll be like, go get them. I'm like, I'm not going to go get those. You're a big girl. You go get your own pictures. So she starts slamming the door. She starts slamming the screen shut, like, hard. Oh, just to get your attention. Just to get my attention. Just to annoy you. And so I grab, right before she slams it shut again, I grab it. And I said, you do this one more time, we're going to have problems, Sarah. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll go help you find your pictures if you want me to. I said, but you don't do this. And so she got mad, she started shutting it with my hand in the door. And I stood up and I said, you're making, you're scaring my kids. I looked her in the eye. I said, you sit down. And I will shut the door. Wow. And so she sat down and I shut the door quietly. So she got back up again, looked at me, and went to go slam it shut again. And I grabbed it. I said, you shut this door nicely. And so she shut it quietly. I said, are you done now? And she said, yes. So I said, okay, let's go find your pictures. I will show you where they are and you can pick them up. She said, fine. So I got up with her. I went into the, her bedroom, and I pointed her box of pictures out. And she got mad. She stomped on over there. She slammed her door. She started yelling in her room. <laughs> and that was that. I mean, I understand she needs some time to breathe and vent and let stuff out. That's normal. It's normal for any human being. 
I'm not always going to get upset with, with her for venting, being upset. That's 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 a good thing. She needs to recognize those feelings. So that was our experience. Not that was a minute. So <coughs> an experience like that, I mean, that's got to be different than how you used to handle. I mean, you had well, no, no, I take that back. You may have handled it the same way, but how how has that experience changed with her though? Was she a lot more difficult in the past? So has she gotten better, you think? She was way more difficult in the past because she didn't believe me. So like two years ago. Two years ago. She's 16. Uh, how would she have handled it? was about the same. But when she was so what about, about two years prior to that? 14. 14. Okay. Um, it took me one time. And I feel so bad for this. But I told her. I, I told her what was going to happen. What happened? Oh, God. You were there. Um, was I? Yes. She was mad at me and she was throwing huge VHS tapes at me. Yeah. And I, I sat there and I said, okay, Sarah, you can be mad all you want, but you need to stop now throwing. She, she loved those VHS tapes. She loved, she loved those. It was a Barney's tape. She had Barney's. I remember she had those orange Nickelodeon ones. Yeah. Uh, and VeggieTales. And, and she had all of her VHS ta- tapes. Right. Um, and I she kept throwing them at me. And I told her, I said, Sarah, you throw it at me one more time, I'm going to break it. And I know that sounds really mean, but it's kind of what you have to do in that kind of situation to oh, no, show not, your authority. It's not mean at all. <laughs> You're getting VHS tapes. Now, it doesn't matter what's getting thrown at you, despite the fact that it's a VHS VHS tape, which is... And it can be very painful. It can be painful. It can be very painful. <laughs> it's a solid object made of plastic. <laughs> And I has, told her, yeah. and she kept throwing them at me. And so finally I said, Sarah, you throw one more tape at me, I'm going to break it over right, my right. knee. And she didn't believe me, and she threw her favorite Barney tape at me. And I literally snapped it over my knee. Yep. In half. Remember that? And she lost her and shit. she broke down. She was so sad. And I Cheers. think the next day we went and got her the same VHS tape mm-hmm. and gave it to her. <sighs> Mm-hmm. So, and since then, Sarah has not crossed any boundaries with me. Since then. Now, with my mother, she takes advantage of it. I don't know what my mom's doing. I don't, I, I mean, I try to understand when I'm around, right, right. you know? Yeah. And I try to tell my mom, you can't come at her like that. You can't do that. You need to be calm. Definitely. You need to be calm. You need to make eye contact with her. You need to set a schedule with her. Because she knows when I'm around, the table has to be clear. She knows when I'm around, all, you know, she can do whatever she wants with her room. That's her room. It's her space. I don't care what she does with it. That's her space. Oh, yeah, for sure. But with all her pens and pencils and, you know, her papers, just put it in your room. Do whatever you want with it. Put it all over your walls. Put it all over your bed. I don't care. It's your space. Right. Sarah's time. Right here. Yeah. And but my mom doesn't seem to get that. She just yells. So well, everyone parents differently. Yeah, and that's the way she parents. And when it comes to a child, despite the fact that you're her sister, it's not yeah. your kid. You know. So when it comes to something like that, you can only go as far as suggesting something, and then after that. It's not your business. What do you think the plan is with Sarah? I mean, down the line, like, there's got to be some type of game plan here. She's 18 years old. She has autism still. And it's... 
it's not necessarily getting better as far as the autism goes. Yeah. But she's getting better dealing with it. Yeah. Um, she's getting better as far as being able to manage it. She's also ways. getting a lot weaker, though, as a person. Okay. I think the I think her not being to being able to express how she feels and the seizures, you know, Sorry. are really getting to her. It's wearing her body out, so she's getting a lot weaker as a person. And I think mm-hmm. she's sad. I think she's very sad. I think there's a certain amount of like there's a certain amount of uh, understanding I have now that mm-hmm. I didn't have then because. Back in the day, um, I was always so adamant on, you know, like we just talked about, people parenting. Mm-hmm. I was always so sure that we you had to be hard on Sarah. Mm-hmm. You had to be hard and mm-hmm. hard. And I think there's a way to go about that. See, I think it's with the, yeah, You treat you them equally. Them. Yes. But. You limit their options. You limit their options. You do. You 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 have a sense of empathy of of you have an understanding because I can only imagine, you know, a potential. I mean, they could have the most beautiful experience ever, and mm-hmm. I I hope that's the case. That in their mind they're happy and they're comfortable. Yeah, I mean, she just went to her first school dance, and that was amazing for her. I mean, that's awesome. We uh, did her makeup. We dressed her up. She danced in the crowd. She danced with people like. But I don't think she would have done that if people pe- weren't there to support her right. with it and be there and hold her hand. Because I literally, throughout the entire dance, I held her hand throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And I made her dance. I did. I said, shake that butt, Sarah. Like, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> like, dance. Right. Dance your booty off. And she danced and had a great time. See, people like me and you are never going to understand that. We're never going to be in the mind of a child, an mm-hmm. 18-year-old. Not even a child anymore. A person mm. who's who's a child in mind, but acting like an eighteen-year-old at a at a school dance with a bunch of peers. We're never going to understand the difficulty of going through something like that, the intricacies of going through and trying to manage your feelings and emotions. Yeah, and that's got to be so difficult. So, well, like I said, I, though I think she's really sad as a person. I mean, dealing with my mom and dad not being together and having to go yeah. back and forth and lose her routine every time she goes back and forth. Yeah. That's so, not good for her. So with that, actually, let's 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 talk about that real fast. Now we didn't talk about um, um, the third child, your third sibling. You have a brother. I do. Named Jeremiah, and uh, <laughs> I love the boy. He's the man my now. Heart. He's almost not quite yet though. Not quite a man. Not quite how, yet. How old is he now? He's sixteen years old. Okay. Okay. Uh, Do you remember him being born? Do you remember all that experience? I don't remember him being born because I never got to see him when he was first born. Okay, why? Because he was in the hospital. He had fluid around his brain. Okay. Um, And he was actually dropped in the hospital, if you did not know that. I actually yeah, didn't. he was dropped by a nurse in the hospital. He was fucking dropped? Was like dropped. dropped like a baby was dropped? Yes, he was dropped in the hospital. Holy shit. Um, and they tried blaming it on my parents, and my parents said, no, we never dropped him. Like, right. They, they didn't drop him. I mean, it's a newborn. Why would they drop him? I mean. They from, s- okay, wait, wait, wait a minute. You're saying he was dropped in the hospital? He was dropped in the hospital by a nurse. Did they say he wasn't? They said he was dropped somewhere. Somewhere. They don't specify who no. or what happened. No. But I can reassure you guys, everybody, that he was not dropped at my house. 
Okay. So he was dropped to the hospital. Yes. Okay. So what happened after that? After that, um, they know, noticed fluid. His head grew so big. So was this in, was this connected to the fact that he was dropped? Yes. This was not connected to the pregnancy or being in oh, uterine was, or anything like that. He uterine, was, sorry. He was born 28 weeks early. Well, he was born at 28 weeks. Okay, 28 weeks. Okay. Um, That's pretty, my mom went into pretty yeah. Pretty my mom went into labor after my aunt had passed away, like two weeks after my aunt had passed away. We'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, and so he was, you know, he was born and then everything was fine. She brought him home. I don't re- really remember him being home. Um, but then like two weeks later, she went back to the hospital with him. His okay. head, his forehead literally grew. Right, right. Like so big. Right. Um, and they said he had fluid around his brain. So it was all just mushy. I still remember that. Um. And he had to have a shunt, and he was in the hospital. What's for a about shunt? A shunt. I think it blocks fluid. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know for sure, though. Let's Google that shit right now. Shunt. Shunt. Push or pull. A train or part of a train from the main... Wait, hold on. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> An act of pushing or shoving something? Yes. So pushing the fluid back. Okay, that's, that's what they called it, a shunt? Yes, a shunt. All right. Um, and so he had that. Um, I remember coming to the hospital when he was about four months old, and I put my hand on his chest, and I said, you'll get through it, little brother. Because I was I was little, too. Right, and right. That was my baby. That yeah. was my baby brother. I never had a baby brother. So I put my hand on his chest, and I said, you'll get through it. Oh, my God. And he was just... He, I remember the first time I saw him, he lit up. Oh, my God. His smile was so adorable. This and is right after he's born? Three months. Three months. I had not seen him. You hadn't seen him for three months. My mom was gone. She was in the hospital with Sarah and Jeremiah. Did they explain to you what was happening back at home? I mean, did they um, tell they you, like... They tried to. They said Jeremiah was having surgery. I mean... You don't he, have to take the shot now. I'm just pouring it. Yeah. Jeremiah is having surgery. Um, there's something that needs to be fixed in his head, so let's work through it. I mean, mm-hmm. so I stayed home, and I remember the first time I saw him, I just, I broke down. Because, I mean, he was hooked up to all IVs and all these things and stuff around his head, and I was just like, oh. There must be something wrong. There has to this be is... something wrong. Right, right, right. There has to That's be something be wrong. It was terrifying, and um, he had that happen. He got a shunt removed when he was about five years old, and since then, everything's been fine. Nothing, no problem with his head. I mean, he has vision problems. He's basically blind. Really? Yeah, without his glasses, he's legally blind. So, do you know? Do you know what he sees? As far as numbers, numbers go. He's dyslexic. No numbers. Like what he sees in vision, you know, something oh, goes I to twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't know. So so he's he's legally blind without some form of glasses or contacts well, or anything. He has like that. learning disability. And he has learning disability dyslexia. Yes. Uh, there's nothing to be ashamed there. That no. is I believe, if I am right, that is basically read through everything backwards. Like I, you read right to left. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You read left to right. No, I understand that. I was saying I think that's the most common Disability among young kids or mm. teenagers is dyslexia. 
Um, yeah, it's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, he's very smart. Now nothing. he's passing all of his classes. He's a good boy. Yep. I mean, super tall. I don't even know where he got his tallness from. <laughs> he's taller than me. I think. He's taller than you. He, I think he got it from my grandpa, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's a great. He's a great kid now, and he was my baby. Yeah. I my mom told me a story one time how after my aunt passed away, she was put on antidepressants after mm-hmm. he was born. And I literally, I had taken care of him all day. Right. And I couldn't figure out how to make a bottle. So I stood there next to my mom and bawled for about two and a half hours, she said, because she kept going in and out of it. And I stood there crying like, I don't know what to do with him. Right. I don't know what to do. I, I'm nine years old, ten years old. I don't know what to do with him. Right. And so, yeah. I want to actually go back um, a little bit, and I know this might be a, a little uh, um, difficult, uh, weird, strange, something you haven't thought about in a while, something you don't want to think about, but um, I want, actually want to talk about your Aunt Missy for a little bit. Um, now your Aunt Missy, I know she was your, your aunt, the youngest of her. She was, she, actually, you were her heart. Yeah. Um, she uh, was the youngest of three daughters. Uh, your granny and grandpa, the mean one that you talked about, who's not mean anymore. He's not mean anymore. He's a good well, guy. You know, not necessarily a good guy, but he's there. Well, I mean, he he has a recognition of who he once was, yeah. and he's different he now. He changed all that he then was I, when he got married. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad he was able to kind of live to see the day when that happened. And well, I my actually, nana would not put up with no shit. His so. new, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his, his second wife, right? Yeah. The second wife kind of... Uh, Showed them the light. Corrected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff. So, um, how old were you when your aunt Missy died? I was eight. I was eight years old. You were eight years old. After Sarah was born, my mom was pregnant with Jeremiah. You had to deal with uh, a lot. Mm. No, I. I mean, I. I. I don't mean it in a feel bad for you way. I mean it in a genuine way where you had to deal with not only the okay so Sarah was born was she diagnosed with autism at the time not yet no. not yet okay epilepsy, okay yes. well all right so you have you have a sister that's dealing with epilepsy yeah you don't know who your father is but yeah. this guy's here yeah and your aunt someone you're really close to yeah. passes away how'd she die uh she was coming down for Christmas uh, From actually, Texas? it was October. She's coming down for the holidays. From Texas, October, right? November, December, yes. From Texas. And she was about to be remarried. She was married before to a guy named James, but, I mean, they didn't necessarily work out. He was in and out of prison, so she finally filed for a divorce. Right. Um, and her new husband, which I don't know, his, I don't remember his name, um, they had a flat tire on the freeway. Mm. Basically, he said, stay in the car. And she said, don't tell me what to effing do. I God. can do what I want. She got out of the car. And she went over to the side of the freeway where he was. Wait, was, wait, so he was there? Yeah. He was in the car? He was outside the car trying to change the tire. Okay. And so she gets out of the car and walks over to the side of the car. Okay. And this lady hits her about... 50 miles per hour. 50 miles an hour on the highway on the and side. And she 
flies. She hits the the basically the um the the guardrail. Yeah, and then hits the windshield. Oh, she hit the car. Yeah, she hit the car. Okay. Flies backwards about I want to say ten feet. Okay. Ten feet backwards, and yeah, that was that. Did she die instantly? Yeah. The doctor says she died instantly. Um, yeah. Um, this guy that was there, did he have anything to say about it? I mean, do you no, know anything about his take on it? Do you know anything about the relationship? All happened? I know is um, she was converting. To a different religion? Yes. What was she that? was Mormonism. Okay, so she was Christian. She was converting on her Mormonism. Way to, uh, they had to be. She had to be Mormon for them to get married. Okay. So she was on her way down to interview introduce him to all of us. Okay. So she was bringing him down. Mm-hmm. Um. What about the person who hit her? Do we know anything about this person? They fled. They moved. They they, they, they hit they and run. Fled. They fled. Uh, she Did they said, catch her? No. She sent flowers to the funeral. They sent flowers? She sent flowers. Are they? Yeah. Okay, well, did they have, did they catch her at all? No, it was too late. By the time they did a, um, a panel on her, she was already clean. There was, there was nothing. It was basically like, if she was under the influence of any sort, that could keep her from doing it. But because they were on the side of the freeway, they were out in the open, it It was was nothing. It was an accident. But according to her husband, her soon-to-be husband, um, she was under the influence. Soon-to-be husband? What's that about? They were not married yet. Okay, so 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 wait, wait. So this person that she was with, this yeah. person who was inadvertently converting her to Mormonism, mm-hmm. due to the fact that he could not get married to her unless she was a Mormon. unless she was a Mormon. How would he have any idea of whether or not the driver who hit Aunt Missy was drunk? I don't know. Or to the influence? I don't know. But he claims that she was. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Tell me about Aunt Missy. Ugh. Tell me about her. She was a beautiful person. When, um, when, um, how old were you when she died? I was eight years old. You were eight years old? Yeah. Okay. I what actually, do you remember about her? Last conversation we had was the night before she passed away. Okay. And actually that night before she passed away, she died at 3.30 a.m. And I had talked to her about 9 p.m. She died in in the middle of the night? Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Our see, time. I, see, I always pictured that, that she died during the day. No. So she died when it was dark outside? Our time, yes. Okay. Um, and... She was a beautiful... She loved me. Oh, she was the only person I really loved. Kind of the way Emma is with Linda, like... Okay. And Emma, Emma being our daughter, um, our daughter and my sister, Linda, she, um, uh, her name's actually Taylor. Uh, they, <coughs> um, we just call her Linda. They get along... Extraordinary. Extraordinary. In a a rare way, it's one of those things where there is almost like a connection without having time to be spent together. Um, When it first 
uh, got to a point where she interacted with others. Um, she never interacted with anyone quite my sister, Taylor. Uh, and so in that they, every, every time she comes over, my daughter lights up, uh, like it's the 4th of July, like she's seeing fireworks or something. She just <laughs> all smiles, excited. She doesn't know what to do with her body, so she jumps up in the air and claps. One of those, one of those relationships. And that's what you had with your Aunt Missy. Um, do you remember how she was compared to, I mean, she was, she was the sister to your mother. She was a sister to your aunt Shanna. Um, was she different than them or was she, she was different than them? Yeah. Really? In what way? She had this sweet spirit about her. I mean, everything, when I would see her, everything, every, every problem in my life would just go away. Yeah. So she did. She, talk? she was like the mom I never had. Basically. Got, it. Got it. So it, it, basically, where your mother, um, your mom was a great mom at times. At times. But where your mom lacked anything, she lacked, and yeah. Missy kind of made up for that stuff. Okay. Um. I know your aunt Missy wrote you something. Yeah. Now, how long before she died did she write that? A few months. Months and what did it say? Um, how she'll see me soon, um, how she loves me, and I'm her heart. And well, that was your nickname, right? Yeah, she would call you Heart. Heart, yeah. So, so on her way to come see you guys and 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 show off this guy. Now, did the guy show up to the funeral? I think so. I refused to go. You didn't go to the funeral? To Norco. Where, where was she buried? In Norco. In Norco. How old was she? 22. 22 years old. And you're how old now? 25. How does that feel? It's very surreal. That's got to be strange. Yeah, it's very That has weird. to be really strange. Well, here. Why don't we uh, do this real quick? Yeah, cheers. 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 Well, I wish I met her. I oh, wish you I knew would her. Love her. She would love you. Are <laughs> getting out of all the guys in my life, like, or in any of the women's lives that I have in my family? Right, right, right. She would love you. <clears throat> Anyways, okay. Um. Now I'm just gonna say this. Uh, uh, just blanket statement. Growing up, growing up, just whether it be a kid or a teenager. Who is your best friend? Who is your best friend in the world? And I'm not, no no husbands count. Okay? Marissa. Marissa. Marissa was my best friend. Who's Marissa? Marissa is my cousin. Your cousin. Okay. Well, okay. All right. Hold on a second. Brandon. Really? Brandon was my best friend growing up. Okay. Okay. So I got to my preteenhood. Okay. This is all, this is Aunt Shanna's yeah. son. First son, right? Yes, her first son. He was born about a, a year after I was. Got it, got it, got it. You guys were close. We were very close. What did you guys brother. do when you were younger? Mm. So much. I mean, we'd find the littlest places that make him make him so big in our head. I mean, if you think about that, like this oh, little yeah, yeah. tiny place, this little corner outside. You would build that would a world. Be the biggest thing in our head. That was our world. Got it. Like, we were hunting for dinosaurs. Like, right. that's basically how it was. Got it. 
And what about Marissa? Uh, did you and Marissa get close? Um, at a young age, Marissa was kind of like the um, always getting into something, always telling on us kind of girl. Got it. So she probably she was, was jealous. Always, yes, probably she was. was. She was always telling on us. So we, I mean, it was kind of like a barrier between us and her. Like we're like, well, why you want to come around? Like, right. what do you want to do here? Are you gonna tell on us? Like, <laughs> why do you want to be here right now? So it's kind of like one of those things right. for the longest time as we were growing up. Um, but after a while, I mean, I soon just Im- kept involving her as best as I could, because even at such a young age, I tried to figure out like the responsibility I had as a bigger sister and as a bigger person. I tried to convey that on them. Like, I'm here if you need me. Right, right, right. So. So when did you and Marissa start getting close? Um, I want to say about 10 years old. Okay. About 10? Yeah. And um, <clears throat> did you and Marissa... Uh, uh, kind of have a similar relationship to the way you and Brandon had when you were younger, where it was one of those things where you guys kind of hung out, did your own thing, and it didn't involve Brandon? Or was it something where it, you three... Brandon was always involved when he was around. Okay. When he was around, Brandon was always involved. I mean, there was a little period, I mean, because I was growing into my, you know, womanhood, like uh, right. there's makeup and boys and, you know, all these stuff, which doesn't involve dinosaurs and freaking right. sharks and Right. You know, all these other kinds of stuff that I was totally into as a child. Right. Um, so Marissa was kind of a new opening, oh, eye-opening for me. Like, really? that was a different part of my life that... Do, but do you feel differently about Marissa than you do Hannah? Like, for example, like, yes. Hannah, you, you say... It's more of a mother figure with Hannah. Right, right. But with Marissa, not so much. Not so much. That's that's almost more of a sister. I mean... Right? Would you say? I Even with Marissa, though, it was still... I recently just grown. I have just grown to be a cousin, a friend type to her. Yeah. For the longest time, I was still being that mother figure, that which is not my place. Okay. So I've understood that I can't. So what you're saying is overstep those boundaries with her. Growing up with her, you're kind of seeing her develop and become an adult a woman, and experiment do things, and do things, and which was really weird for me. It was very weird for me. Because, I mean, in my mind, these are all my babies. Yeah. These are all my babies. Right. I mean, I take care of them. I show them things. I do things. Like, these are all my babies. Well, in a way, I mean, like, from the time you were, I mean, six, seven years old and you have your first sibling, you've kind of cared for them in a motherly way. Yeah. So it kind of carried over from one sibling to another, to To another, to a cousin. To another cousin. To another cousin. Yeah. To another cousin. Because you, you've been the oldest. Yeah. You've been the oldest out of, obviously, All your of siblings uh, and Brandon. And my and cousins. Marissa, yes. you were kind of the first yes. one to be born. No, uh, and Missy didn't have any kids. And Missy didn't. Okay. Um, what did you guys, you and Marissa and you and Brandon, um, did you guys kind of have a relationship where you guys were almost friends? Well, we were friends, but we, I also looked out for them. Okay. But you hung out with them all. Yes. So, like, if there was a problem at their household, I'd call my mom and be like, hey, me and Marissa and Brandon need to come home right now. Right. 
because something bad's happening and we don't want to be here. So that was kind of like that kind of relationship. Like if ever they, if ever I sensed they were going to be in harm's way, I'd bring them somewhere else and try to comfort them somewhere else and try to keep them from anything that they could ever think wrongly about. Basically. Okay. So, um, well, besides family, do you have any friends? I mean, did you yeah. have any friends from school? I had a or? best friend. Her name was Brianna Brinch. Her, her dad got my dad his first construction job. Really? Mm-hmm. And who's this person? Brianna Burton. Brianna Burton. Okay. Yes. I still talk to her. I still see her on Facebook. We're still friends. And we've been friends since I was six years old. I mean, who who is your best friend growing up? Not not family, not not Brandon, not Marissa. Brianna. Brianna. Brianna, Brianna was your was best friend growing up. My be- my best friend. Okay. When did you guys stop kind of hanging out? Oh, once we moved to Hennett, so I was about twelve years old. Okay. So she stayed. Where was she at? Corona. That's where you lived. Yeah. Okay. Now when you Norco. when you moved to Hemet, how was that? Oh, it's horrible. I hated it. You didn't like it. I hated what it. What school did you uh, go to? Dartmouth. Dartmouth. And Dartmouth was the first school you... First junior high, first school. Like, it was absolutely... I... Oh, I hated it. Really? I You didn't like the transition? No. Why? Because they basically took me from everything I was used to. I mean, my friends, my family. My family lived all the way out in Norco in California. I mean... So they lived all the way at Norco. So you, when you moved to Hibbett, you kind of moved away from all your family. You moved away from Marissa. You moved away from Brandon. Yes. Your best friends. Yes. And Brianna. And Brianna. Did you make any new friends out here in Hibbett? Oh, yeah, I did. First day of school. First day of first junior day. high. Well, actually. that can't be that bad, then. First day of junior high, a girl named Tiffany freaking came up to me and said, Hey, you're beautiful. Let's be best friends. And I was like, That's what she said? Something's wrong with you, but Okay. <laughs> That's that exactly. was the first thing she said That's to me? the first thing she said to me. Hey, you're pretty. Let's be best friends. All right. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, that's in middle school. Yeah. How old were you? Twelve. How long, uh, how long were you guys best friends for? Six years? Six years. So that was your first him at best friend. First him at best friend. She lived right down the street from me, too, so it was really convenient. We literally meet each other every day on the corner. And actually, she would take me to school every day. My she mom would? didn't. Well, no. her, her, her dad would. No, her, her and mom? her mom. Her and her mom. They would bring me to school? school every day. Really? Why didn't, why didn't you get a ride to school? My mom, I, you know, I think my mom was on some medication that made her very tired. Okay. At the time, so she just never would wake up. Okay, so she was sleeping a lot. Yeah. Okay. And it just kind of worked out that you would get a ride there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so how old are you at this point? You're about 12, 13. Mm-hmm. 13. What do you remember from being 12 and 13? What was what, What's something that kind of stood out to you? Mm-hmm. Is there any event that happened when you were 12, 13 years old that happened? Well, that's when Sarah started running away. So that was fun. We could not keep any door unlocked as she would take off. I mean, I remember your mom and my mom finding her next to a pool when she didn't know how to swim. Okay, three so, blocks down. So our so our parents they met I think when met. Hannah was five years old. Hannah was five years old and she was going to Val, Val Vista, Vista Elementary, elementary with, with your triplets, my siblings yes. who were triplets. And H- Hannah and Paige became best friends. That's right. 
Yeah. That's how our families met. Besides right. Tanya. I mean, Tanya had a lot to do with right. it. Tanya, Tanya was our neighbor. Um, I mean, to this day, I, I really have no idea how Tanya was involved in any of this. I really don't know. Well, basically, how it happened was Hunter and Hannah met Hunter. first. That was it. Yes, it was all in the same kindergarten class. And then Tanya came to my mom and said, hey, you need to meet Kim. Kim was, your mom was basically the bus drive to freaking kindergarten for all the triplets. Got it, got it. So she picked up Hunter and Hudson. We lived in the same block. And Hunter and Hudson is Tanya's kids. Yeah. And you guys uh, lived nearby. Yeah, we lived in the same block. So they would go ahead and pick up Hannah. Yes. Okay. Got it. And they would take them all to school. Yes. So did they meet at, like, what, family gatherings, like, hanging out with kids? Was it a, do you remember if it was, like, a school thing? I don't, I think they I just met either. up after school. After school, I mean, even during school, they meet up when they drop the kids off, and they would, like, go to breakfast or something. They all go to God, breakfast. God. Yeah, I remember them hanging out. I just don't, and I, I remember it being because of the kids. I just don't remember how exactly that Yeah, happened. it was exactly that. Okay. And, now, and then your mom introduced us to a new church, and so we started going to that church. Right, and, and we all started going to the same church. That's right. What was our first first church? Was it a? Uh, uh, wasn't New Wine. It's New Wine. It was um, Harvest Valley. Harvest Valley. Yeah. Harvest Valley. And we would go there, and I remember that church quite a bit. Um, it was a Pentecostal church. Yeah. So it was very eccentric. Yeah. Well, Harvest Valley wasn't so much. Harvest Valley was pretty eccentric. And not from what I remember. Well, but, I mean, I mean, I mean, if you have, uh, if you have a past, my mind preaching. is really blocked out of all those times, though. Oh, mine too. I don't remember a whole lot, but I do remember, I do remember having this, this, this memory of, of being in the middle of a sermon, watching a sermon being taught, mm-hmm. and having some guy in the back just stand up and just start praying out of nowhere. Thank you, Jesus. Just Hi, start, baby. just start praying, and and. Yeah. And here's the thing. Here, here's the fucked up part: is he wasn't praying in English. No, it was he was praying in some language. weird tongue yeah. language. That's what blew my mind. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, I, I was at the time. I think I was fourteen, fifteen years old. Thirteen. Oh man, it messed with me. It really messed with me. That was a weird, weird time. Um, but I remember meeting you. I remember meeting you. And oh God, I, I, the only thing I remember about meeting you and your, I think Todd was, not Todd. Um, Neil. Neil was there. Neil. I walked out in a porn star shirt and literally okay. said. So this is, what, right, I'm, I, now I'm going to tell this this part of the story. Neil and I, uh, Neil was my friend who lived with me for a while, so we call him my stepbrother, but he really was just my friend Neil. Lived with us for about a year, and um I don't know why, but I had heard this lie that your dad, your dad's band, the band at the time was named Still, S-T-I-L. Yeah, Still. it was. That band was on MTV. I don't know why I heard that. It's totally not true. It never happened. No, but it was band named Still. Well, yeah. No, the band was named Still, but, th- but I was told they were on MTV. So I, with Neil... Asked him to walk down the street to your house yeah. to hear this band that apparently was on TV. Yeah. Now, I think, I think what had happened is your dad had joked about it somehow to my mom, and my mom had told me, but it wasn't the truth. No. So we went down there, and we heard your dad's band play. And I remember they all left, and I remember you walked out. 
Mm-hmm. You walked out after they were done playing, and they they played like this new metal. Yeah, it was music. horrible. It was, it, it, I mean, it was okay for mm-hmm. new metal. It wasn't bad, but you had walked out. Yeah, you had walked out in a porn star shirt. That's all I remember. This the shirt that says porn star on it, and um, yeah, it, it really caught me off guard. And I, I at the time, to be honest with you, I was fourteen years old. I had no interest in. Anything other than music and video games. That's yeah. all I cared about. That's it. That's it. Um, so it, it was kind of a weird thing where I kind of looked at you and went, oh, she's a little, like, outgoing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. But at the time, I thought it meant to say born star. Okay, so I, thought, I didn't know what a porn star was at the time. I had no idea what that meant. I thought it meant to say born star and they, like, got it wrong. They sheltered you well. They sheltered me very well. The fact that you didn't know what so, porn star is. I had no idea. My, but my mom always told me I can wear that as a pajama shirt, but nothing else. So okay. I was like, why? But why should I only wear this as a pajama shirt? So the day you walked, the day you guys came up and I walked out, right. yeah, I had no idea. And I remember just sitting inside with my mom and being like, oh, God, this guy cannot play drums. That's so <laughs> Did I try playing drums that you night? Tried. Really? You I don't tried remember. Tried so hard, but it was just was not working for you. It was yeah, so bad. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, honey. Well, we. But I remember <laughs> me and my mom just sitting on the other side of the garage and be like, "What the heck is happening right now?" All I heard was my dad like yelling, "Like, no, don't do that. Do this. Like, no, don't do that. Do this." <laughs> oh, um, how long did we know each other before we dated? Three years. Three years? Three years. So I was, when we started dating, how old was I? You were about 16. Okay, in those three years, what were you doing? I was a very depressed child. Why? I don't know. I just was. I mean, I had a lot of responsibility. I never made it to school, ever. Like, I never made it to school once I hit about. 14 years old, like, I never went to school, and, um, my dad got really weird with me, like, very weird, like, just like, oh, I'm gonna wake you up at 5.30 in the morning, and you better be awake if I call. Why? If I find out you're not, you're sleeping while I call, then we're gonna have problems, because I had to get the other kids up for school, because my mom wouldn't get up. So your dad woke up pretty early? My dad woke up early, good job. His job, yeah. And that was his construction job, right? Yeah. Time? Yeah. So I'd wake up about 5 a.m. every day, and I'd have to sit awake next to the phone. Okay. Um, yeah. And if I was not awake, I'd be grounded. Okay. So you had to get up, get the kids ready for school, all that stuff. I'd walk Hannah to school, sent Sarah on her bus. I'd make sure Jeremiah was fed before I left for right. school. Uh, and then I'd go to school, if I could. For yeah. three years? For three years. Did anything change when we started hanging out? A lot changed when we started hanging out. I mean, my mom kind of felt like she lost her best friend. Mm-hmm. Not so much her best friend, but her sort of caregiver. Got it. Caretaker. I think she would say her best friend. Yeah, she <clears throat> would say her best friend. But in my mind, it was kind of like, she lost not her response. She lost her sense <clears throat> of responsibility when she lost me. Okay. okay. And which was little. I mean, she once I left, she'd have to get up with the kids. She'd have to do these things with the kids. Okay. 
So. When were you allowed to date? You were 16 years old when you were allowed to date? Even then, it was, I mean, I didn't have a MySpace. I didn't have a Facebook. I wasn't allowed to have any of these things, like a cell phone, nothing like that. So you were disconnected from everything? Yeah. Okay. Did, uh, did you have, was there any boyfriends that you had? No. Throughout school, I was too afraid to have boyfriends. Okay. Until I was allowed to date. I mean, I like guys. Right, right, right. And that's as far as I got. Right. So we started dating at... Uh, I was 16. You were 16 years old. I was 17, wasn't I? Mm-hmm. So we uh, we started dating at, what, it was my junior year, I think, mm-hmm. right? But we officially didn't... Started dating until I was about 18. No, 17. Okay. How did the dynamic change at home while we were dating? Oh, I was always in trouble. I was always in trouble. They didn't like the fact that you were dating. They did not like the fact that I was dating, no. Why do, you, why do you think that is? Jealousy. Um, for Taking my dad's, yeah, from my dad's point of view, I mean, I really don't know what it was, but he always found something to be upset with me about. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. There was always something I was doing wrong. I remember spending a day out in the garage 24-7. I counted my day. Mm-hmm. And the only time he asked me to come inside was to make dinner for everybody. And I remember I burnt my stomach on the stove, actually. And I went in crying to my mom, and my mom just didn't say anything to me. And I continued to go back out and make dinner and then go back out to the garage and waited for you to come home. Waited for me to come home? Because we live next door to each other. That's right. That's right. You guys moved from uh, your old your old place, and you moved next door to us. Yeah. That's right. Now, we were dating. When you were living next door to me. Remember that. Um, I remember one time specifically where uh, we had plans to go out for, my birthday. for your birthday. What happened that day? I didn't vacuum properly. You didn't vacuum properly. And what happened? And they said I couldn't go out anywhere. And oh? so, yeah. So you couldn't go out at all because you didn't vacuum properly? For my birthday. So on your birthday, you had a set of chores to do. You had a, you had had a, a list long, to accomplish. I had to do about five loads of laundry, vacuum the entire house, clean the entire house. I mean, because you can't vacuum if it's not clean. Sure. Um, to get the kitchen done and get the bathroom done. On your birthday. On my birthday. Yeah. And you didn't get it done. And then what had happened after that? I came over. Our vacuum broke. Mm-hmm. I came over to your guys' house to borrow a vacuum. And I remember your mom was sitting in the living room. She asked me what I was doing. That I'm cleaning. Yeah. And she flipped out. Yeah. Your mom flipped out. And so she told your dad, and you and your dad came over, and I don't know what your dad said. I don't know what you to said. To be honest, I don't remember what my dad said at all. I just remember talking to uh, I think Robert. he said something about the, along the lines of, it's her birthday. Right. And you guys are making her do all these chores. We just yeah. want to take her out. Right. Just and for a little bit. I know we had plans uh, to go to the beach that day. Yeah. And my parents said no because I didn't get all my chores right. done. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, no, I know a lot of uh, a lot of stuff transpired when when you and I were dating. We went back and forth for a while uh, with fights and, and me talking to your dad and your mom. And there was a lot of disagreement. There was a lot of animosity. Yeah. And this went on for years. Yeah. I mean, what? Uh, 
when did they hit a point where... When I left. When you left, officially. Well, when I was kicked out, yeah. When, yeah, that day that you left, quote-unquote, mm. and at the same time, like, not only did you leave, but you were kicked out simultaneously. Yeah. I remember. All my stuff was out in the yard. Right. Right. Now, how old were you then? 18. You were 18 years old when your stuff was kicked, was put out on the yard. Yeah. And you were essentially kicked out. I was also on crutches with the broken foot, too. That's right, yeah. yeah. How'd you break your foot? Oh, I kicked Brandon, and he dragged me down the hall, and I slipped on the foot I was hopping on, and it popped in five places. <laughs> yeah. Woo, go me. And then you went to the doctor, <laughs> and they gave you a cast. And... No, they didn't even give me a cast because I didn't have insurance. They wrapped oh. my foot up. And so my foot's completely deformed. So even at this point, because you didn't have the insurance, now you're... Yeah. Your foot didn't heal the way it should have. No. Yeah. Um, What changed after that day? The day they kicked you out, put all your stuff in the yard? I think they kind of hit some block where they were like, oh, God, we can't stop any of them. Like, if this happens to the next one, like, we can't stop that. And so... You think it was kind of a learning experience for them? I think so, but at the same time, I don't know if it was necessarily a good thing. I mean, because once I left, I mean, I want to say about six months later, my mom moved moved out, and she announced she was a lesbian again, and um, they've been separated since. So after, after, after you had left, was they, it six months later? I think it was a lot longer than that, wasn't it? No. Was it only six months after? Mm-hmm. So six months after you had left your house, you had moved in with you. me at my parents' house. Yes. And at that point, I understand that they were not very... They changed a lot, though. I mean, from when I was living there, I mean, all responsibility was on me and cleaning the house and making sure the kids had laundry for school the next day and the dinner. I mean, I did not know how to cook dinner. I cooked mac and cheese basically every night. Like, that's all I knew how to cook. Um, There would be sometimes my mom would come out and she'd be happy some days and then there'd be some days that she wasn't happy. She wouldn't do anything. So it'd be all left on me and then 10 minutes before my dad would get home it'd be like, Elena, get the house clean right now before your dad gets home. So that was kind of my responsibility and making right. sure the house clean dinner was being started and kids were taken care of. Got it. That was my life. Up to the point when you moved out. Up until I moved out. Okay. We got married in um, 2008. Uh, I think that was about six months or so. Yeah. Maybe a little more after you got kicked out. Yeah. You know? um, we got married pretty young. Yeah. We got married at a courthouse. Yeah. And uh, it was almost it was almost like we were supposed to get married because it was wrong for us to live yeah. in the same room, sleep in the same bed. Yes, there was a lot of and pressure. Have, there was a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. And I knew I couldn't go back home. Oh, yeah. I mean, my parents basically told me I couldn't come back home. Right, right. For the longest time, I wasn't allowed back. So there was nowhere for me to go. Right. So in my mind, it was, that was my only option. I guess if that's the situation I'm put in, that's the situation I have to just deal with. Right. Yeah. And um, 
I know that at the time, like, it was very much a religious yeah. push yeah. for us to get married. Because, I mean, you know, we were kind of living in a situation where we were acting like adults. Yeah. We were pretending to kind of be yeah. these 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 people playing house, living in the same room, sleeping in the same bed. Cheers. <clears throat> I remember that day. And we went in and we got married. And um, we had a tough year the following year. Oh, yeah. Very uh, that same year, actually. That entire year. No, that's very uh, we got married year. on April 30th of 2008. I had left. October. In October, I had moved to Flagstaff. And my reasoning was because, um, obviously, we got married too young. And you need to go live your dream. I needed life. to go live a dream, and I felt that you were... You to do something with right. felt that you were... Uh, uh, neglecting responsibility way too much. And that's the way I felt at the time. Now, little did I know that I was doing something similar. Yeah. Um, however, uh, while I was gone, I mean, you're married now. After all this stuff you kind of grew up in, and you're married well, in 2008, I, put, I was put and back into six months my, later, yeah. six months later, I, I end up having home. to leave, and you move back home. What was that like? Oh, it was horrible. Really? It was so bad. I mean, my parents say stay in the house, and I'd be like, no, fuck so, you guys. So they weren't thankful that you were home? My mom was, but my dad was not. He put strict, very strict boundaries on me. I wasn't allowed to do anything. I mean, if I was gone past, you know, two hours, then I was supposed to, not even that I was supposed so you, to be you, you had a, you had a you had a curfew. Oh, yeah, for sure. And there, I finally had a point. I remember one night, me and my parents got in a big fight. I told them, I've been married, I've done all these things, and I really don't feel you guys have the right to tell me what I can and cannot do. Right. So I said, I'm basically going to go run for about yeah. three hours, right. and that's what I did. I went and ran around the park for about three hours. Yeah. And it kind of opened up their eyes to a little bit of something more, because they kind of felt like, well, maybe she doesn't need us. Right, right. Now, you were still living under the roof, though. I was. So you had to kind of... I didn't have my own room. I shared a room with my sister. Um, they got really weird. Your parents? My parents got really weird when I moved back home. They did. Um, I went for my GED. I went, tried to start working again, tried to start doing all these things. I mean, I was working. I was a, res I was a respite caretaker. I took care that? of my sister. Okay. Your sister, Sarah. Yeah, while yeah. they went off for the weekends. But by me taking care of my sister, it's me taking care of Hannah and Jeremiah. So I was taking care of three kids for, like, weekends at a time. Got it. Um, so, yeah. Didn't quite... It didn't really hit them that I was married. It just kind of made them more... But we got married. We got married without... Disappointed in right. me. Right. We got married without them being there, without them even knowing yeah. that time. So she probably, you know, your mom probably felt a little betrayed by that. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I didn't give her the opportunity. I mean, I went to her before we got married, and I said, if I was to get married, would you come? And she said no. She said no. I said, if, if I was to tell you when I'm going to get married, would you ruin it? She said yes. Yeah. So why would I invite her, tell her when it was going right. to happen? I wouldn't do that. That's right. foolish of me. Right. 
Looking back, do you wish you invited her? Yeah. Do you wish you told her about it? Yeah. I so mean, you thought you thought she was just kind of blowing smoke at the time when she said all that stuff? Yeah. She was upset. She was mad that we were gone. Right. I mean, she heard a lot of things about me that she didn't want to know, which aren't all true. Right. I mean, so. Right. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, when I left, I, I moved to Arizona. And I was gone for a while, and you spend a lot of time just running, thinking, and just kind of living life, right? Mm-hmm. And then I came back. I came back, and I do remember uh, coming back, and almost the second day I think I was back, you and I started talking again. Yeah. And how was that at home? Like, my being like, hey, I'm pissed. talking to my husband. Today. My parents are pissed. They were not happy about it. They were not happy about it. They thought I was foolish, that I was stupid, that I had grown a lot since you've been gone. Right. Um, that they just completely despised everything about it. Right. They just didn't want. They no. they were totally ready to just start over, basically. Right, right. They wanted they wanted wanted you to me just back stop. and right. just do what I need to do. Right, right, right. So, uh, did they have a problem with me kind of coming around again? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My dad was so upset. Yeah. Um. I remember when I came back uh, that you didn't necessarily move in again right away, but we started hanging out again. Yeah. Um, do you remember when we started living together again? Secretly, yes. When was that? Oh, it was about three months after you had moved back. Um, I started sleeping in your garage um, without your parents knowing. I remember you used to bring out food to me. and. Right. You know, all the stuff. It was all timed accordingly. Um, but by that time, I was living with my friend Kiana. I moved out of my parents' house. Really? Yeah. With Kiana, what was that like? It was just a party. Really? Yeah. Just one big fat just party? one big fat party. I was so young, I did not know any differently. Her dad would buy his alcohol, and we were like, woo! Couple teenage girls. I mean, that's all it was. <laughs> so I lived there. What'd you guys do? Drank, smoked... Smoke cigarettes, weed, what? Yep. Both? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was that. And then you started coming back around. And my mom, literally the day I moved out of my parents' house again, mm-hmm. you weren't in the picture yet, but my mom came to Kiana's dad's doorstep and basically tore him a new one. Why? How can you let a teenage, a little girl live with you? Blah, 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 blah. What are you, some kind of pervert? Blah, blah, blah. She's all that stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, she completely flipped out. I remember having to go outside and be like, you know what, Mom? I am 18 years old. Right. This is what I choose. Right. You need to deal with it. Right. So that happened, and then they were mad at me, and then I moved back in with them. You did? I did. Really? Was this while we were dating again? While we were broken up. Oh, okay. I wasn't back yet then. No, you weren't back yet. And you moved back in with him. Got it. Got it. So when I moved back to California and we started talking again, they had issue with that. Yeah. And then I moved out again. I moved back, back in with Kiana. Got it. And that's when me and you started talking. We started staying at Lisa's house. and. Right, right. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa being my cousin... She had a place, what was it, 
two stories with uh, her friend Susie, Susie and that dude. I don't even remember what his name was. But we stayed Ralph? with Ralph? No, not Ralph. What is it? Uh, it's going to bug me. Oh, well. Oh, well. We got a place, though. Um, not really a place. Not really a place you call a... You call home that you would actually pay for. We uh we started squatting kind of. Yeah, we were squatting in your aunt's. My aunt's duplex. Old duplex. Yep. We had uh my aunt owned a set of houses and we uh we stayed in a duplex, one of the duplexes. How long did we stay there for? About six months. Was it only six months? Was mm-hmm. it really? Mm-hmm. That was a lot longer than that. We no. threw quite a bit of parties there. We did every night. We had a. Uh, that was the party house. Yep, I still remember a few of those parties. Still remember mm-hmm. staying up super late, staying up till six in the morning, seven in the morning, being outside, laying on the driveway, watching the sun come up. Yep. Yep, I remember that. That's good times. And then I remember uh, this was two thousand nine, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And. I had kind of shut you out at that time. Yeah. I kind of, uh, I had discovered World of Warcraft at that time. And I had kind of di- diverged all of my interests into not only World of Warcraft, but anything that would, that would, uh. Remotely bring you back down to being before you were 18, basically. Mm-hmm. You kind of became a child again. In a way, yeah, because I, I, I kind of, I kind of I, pushed aside all responsibility as being married. Being married, yeah, yeah, into being, being a child. Right, being married was kind of an afterthought to me at that point. Yeah, um, I don't know why. I just kind of became an introvert. Mm-hmm. I kind of just, I mean, I, I, I've always been an introvert, but I really, really. I, I, I really kind of. Except the fact that I didn't like being around people. So I wanted to be by myself for mm-hmm. the longest time. And, and World of Warcraft and other internet shit really kind of drew my attention. More so than the fact that I was married and the fact that I had to provide. The fact that I had to do all these things yeah. that a husband was supposed to do. So, so I left. So you left. And you left in 2009. I think it was like mid to late 2009. Yeah. And how long were you gone for? Three months. You left in September. Now, what did you do before that? You had talked to <coughs> you had talked to a friend of ours, a mutual friend. Who's that? He is Tiffany. Was it Tiffany? Tiffany, now Tiffany, your best friend at the time. Yeah. You talked to her about the problems. What did she say? Get out. And you did? I did. And where'd you go? Our friend Nick's house. Our friend, uh, uh, our friend Nick was, uh, well, at the time he wasn't dating Tiffany. At the time he was not, but they had just gone, got out, gone, they just gotten out of a, about a year relationship. Wow. Okay. So they were dating for almost, they were dating for over a year, right? Yeah. Dating for a while. And you guys, uh, you, you and Tiffany had talked, and Tiffany told you to get out, and where you went, was a her mutual ex- friend, her ex-boyfriend's boyfriend. house. Yeah, yeah. 
And now, did she know you went there? Yeah. She knew you went there? Yep. She was supportive of that? Yep. Okay. Why do you think that was? Because she can keep tabs on me, I want to say, but I don't know. What did you, uh, what did you write to Nick to kind of explain your situation? I mean, you asked a person to kind of, if you can move in, what did you say? Um, I basically explained the situation, you know, what was happening, and I was like, I don't know where I'm going to go after this happens. Right, right, right. Like, because I thought about it for a while. yeah. And so he said, honestly, Elena, if there's ever a place you need to go, you can come to my place. Right. There's, if you can't find a home, like, my door is always open. And you found a place. Okay. So at that point, like, I was being distant. I was kind of being weird and, yeah. you know, introverted. And I didn't like going out. And I yeah. didn't like hanging out with people. I didn't like hanging out with, our, with all of our mutual friends. So you decided that it was time to kind of change something. It was, yeah. kind, it was time to do something different. Yeah. So you left and um, you went to Nick's house. Yeah. Okay. And and what did you what what did you do there? It, oh, I just drank. Party, drank. I drank night and day. I drank. I Got drank it. and drank and drank. Got it. Got it. Why, why do you think that is? Why didn't you go home? Because I wasn't allowed to go home. They told you no. Yeah. Did you yeah. ask them? Yep. I did. I went to the doorstep and I said, "Please, can I come back home?" My dad said, "No." Yeah. And mom just kind of right, right, right. shrugged. Right. And so I was like, all right, well, then I guess I'll go to the next place I can. And which was Nick's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long were you at Nick's house? How long did you live there? The entire time. The entire time? So uh, three months. Yeah. About three months. Got it. Um, you spent a lot of time partying. Yeah. Uh, um, what else did you do during that time? There's not really much else I did other than drink. Just kind of partied and and let go and let yeah. loose. Kind of just went crazy. Yeah. For three months. Yeah. So you went you you uh you had left in September two thousand nine, and all of September, all of November, and all of December, and during this time I I remember my uh my grandfather had passed away. Yeah. And that's actually when that's you and when I, I started back really at talking. My mom's house because she had actually moved out of my dad's house. Really? And they went through a split up. So by this time, when this time came around, I was actually able to go back to a house. And I had my own room, and I had my own stuff, right. and my own room. So I moved out of Nick's house and in with just my mother. Just your mom. So your mom and Robert had split at this yes. point. Yes. Do you know why? Um. I don't really know why. I remember it had a lot to do with her suicide attempt again. Um, and that really kind of hurt him. It also had to do with not trusting him, not being connected with her, like not giving two shits about what she's feeling. Right. So I knew how to do with that. Right. But other than that, like, I just found the first door open. Yeah. To me being somewhere and me calling the place a home again. Right, right, right. And I took it. Yeah. Now, while you were with them, um, then you moved in with them, what? What do you think? December? With who? With your parents? My mom. Oh, your mom, actually. Yeah. Okay. So, if you moved in with your mom, what? December, January? Yeah. And I know at that time, uh, you and I started talking again. Yeah. And it was, it was almost... 
it almost started actually when my grandfather passed away. Yeah. We started talking again because I know you knew my grandfather. Yeah. You really liked my grandfather, so we started talking again. Then um, you had you actually had um, I wouldn't say necessarily a boyfriend at the time, but you had a guy of I interest. Had, yes, a guy of interest. Now how'd that go? Now how'd that go when? Um, well, when you and I started talking again, now at that point, you and I started talking to him to, again. I met up with him and what's his name? Same as Mike. Mike. And I met up with him, and I told him, like, hey, me and you cannot talk anymore. Mm-hmm. He knew about us going through a divorce. He knew our divorce was not finalized. Right, right. So he knew there was always some sort of, you know, potential that something else was going to happen. He right. always knew something else could could happen. Right. So I met up with him, and I told him what was going on, and I told him, like, hey, please don't not contact me. Right. Please just forget about me, and then I apologize to him for what I did. Right. I mean, if I let him on in any way. So you're with him for how long? About the amount of time we were broken up. So almost, almost kind of like a rebound. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. Right. right. And you had one of those things where uh, uh, did not he understand that it was a rebound? Did he understand at the he time? He understood it. I explained to him, and I told him everything. I was very open with him. Right. I told him, hey, you're probably just a rebound. And I explained to him. How, how was his reaction to this whole thing? I mean, um, he was upset about it. Um, he didn't think I'd actually get back together with you. Okay. So he kind of looked long-term into it. Too Got long-term. It. He kind of put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so when I met up with him and told him, hey, this is what's happening, and I asked him not to contact me again, I told him that me and you were going to try and work things out and that he needs to stay away. He was okay with that. He understood. And that was that. Wow. And that was in, uh, I think it was, what was that, January 2010? Yeah. Because I remember at this time, you and I had, uh, had been living together with your mom for a mm-hmm. while. Now, I wasn't officially living at your house, no. but I was pretty much spending all of my time over there. Yeah. Um, and I remember specifically going to work and you going over to tell him that you were done with him. Yeah. Um, and that was very difficult for me at the time because I wasn't sure exactly yeah. what no, was going to happen. Of course. So it freaked me out a little bit. But uh, I remember at your mom's house, which uh, she lived right next door to my aunt for a long time. Literally like the room next door. Right. Right. Um. So after that, after that. Oh, after that, I mean, it kind of just, that was that. Yep. It was kind of just like a life experience that I learned. Yep. Like, so. I knew I had to get it out of my system. That's the thing. Like, oh, yeah. I yeah. knew I would make these mistakes as an adult. And so I knew at the time when I was going through this, I just had to get it all out. Now, see, here's the thing is, is some people look back on stuff like that and go, "I that wasn't me. That wasn't me. You know, I was crazy. That wasn't me." How do you feel about that? It was me, one hundred percent. Right. And it was uh, it was the decisions I was afraid of making when I had children. It was right. the decisions I was afraid of making when I had long term relationship with somebody and right. having children. Right. So I knew in my head after watching my mom, after watching, you know, my aunt, after watching all these people, all these women in my life go through the same decisions. Right. But at wrong times, right. I knew I had to get it out then. Right. And, these, and, you know, and these decisions are kind of just, uh, they're all predicated on the fact of, of freedom. 
I have the freedom to drink, to do whatever drugs I yeah, want. Yeah, and it's completely to, selfish. I mean, right? To, to 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 be with whoever I want, to experience whatever I want. Yeah. And I need to let this out. Yeah, definitely. It was just a selfish, selfish decision I made. But, but at the right time. Right. Right. It's almost like it's almost like it's one of those things that that in your life, despite the fact that there's. A million people out there that will go, this was terrible, and you shouldn't Just do like this. with and you and going off and joining a band and moving Flagstaff. Right. Yes, it was a selfish de- decision, right. but it was the right decision right. at the right time. Exactly, exactly. Maybe, need- maybe it should have been before we got married. Right. But it didn't happen like that. It didn't happen that way. So, we made these selfish de- decisions yeah. before we knew we wanted a family. Right, right. Because now that I have a family, I mean, I can never do that. Right. Are you kidding me? Like, right. no. Right. And, that, and that's the interesting thing is is as soon as um, we got back together again, because what had happened is I had moved to Flagstaff. I had come back. We dated. We moved into a duplex. You had left because of my... Lack uh, of Right. Lack of, lack of involvement with us, with, yes. with what we were, you know... Uh, kind of thought it was owed to you, like your right, time. Right, 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 right. And then you left, and you had three months gone. Almost yeah. the equivalent of what, yes. how long I've been gone. I was gone when I went to Flagstaff. And then you came back. Now, remember when you came back, uh, we had problems on both ends. We had problems, your parents, my parents. We had yeah, a huge yeah deal. they were all pissed off. It was a big deal. And at that point, I had, I remember the day that you had contacted me, the first time you had called. And that day I was sitting out in my driveway. And when you called, I almost didn't answer. Yeah. But I did answer. Yeah. And we talked for quite a while. And then we ended up... Uh, meeting up. Having meeting lunch. up, having lunch, staying in a hotel, and getting back together. Um, and that was, I think, in January of 2010. Now, I remember meeting up at my grandma's house afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, I think, and talking about what we were planning on doing. And we had gotten a place. Mm-hmm. We had gotten a place. We had a little studio apartment. It had a bathroom, a kitchen. A closet and a and room. A, and a living room. And that was, that was it. Yep. And it was arguably the place I missed most. Oh, yeah. Out of all sure. the places we because that was... I mean, that's the time we, it brought us back together, and that was our space. Right. That was our time. That, that was that our was time. A lot of stuff that we had missed, a lot being young and married. Yep, and we had experienced a lot of stuff there. We even... Uh, <clears throat> my best friend, Drew, mm-hmm. you know, had come around a lot, so we we interacted a lot with Which him. Which Drew, I mean, Drew's a fallback story, too. Yeah, yeah. Drew, we met in. Uh, Drew, I met when I was fourteen. Years you old. met you, you met Drew at fourteen, and you guys hung out. Uh, what yeah. was it? Um, They're at church. Youth church. groups, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he had the big crush on me, my yep. lord. Yep. He had the biggest crush on me. Yep. And I had uh, I, I I met Drew through uh, Starbucks. Yeah. When he started working there, started what working was the first thing he said to you? He said, uh, he said, "Hey, you got a beard." And I said, you got a beard, too. Hey, I like your shirt. That's what I told him. Because he was wearing a Switchfoot shirt. And I like Switchfoot a lot of the time. And I still do to some degree. But mm. 
That's what really started our friendship. And yeah. I didn't even know he had he any said, connection. Oh, my God, you're married to Elena. Right, right. I used to have the biggest crush on her. Yep. That was that was one of the first things he told me. But, and the uh, next thing I remember, I wake up, and he's, like, standing in our, li- our room. And I'm yeah. like, wait, what's happening right yep. now? Like, why are you both in the same bedroom? We started hanging out. Um, I think it was The Dark Knight. Exactly. Like John passed away, and I went out to lunch with him. That's right. Yeah. Before you knew him. Yeah. John. John was uh, was a homeless man who would always walk him down the street, mm-hmm. and he was hit. We give him food. Right, and he was hit and killed, and um, um, our friend Drew uh, went through that. Experience. Went through that experience, and it, it, it was pretty tough for him. For him. <laughs> And so that's when me and him started talking again. I right. went out to lunch with him. We went and we went and met at I think it's Gaffy's Cafe, something like that. Um, and then after that, you and him started talking a lot. Yeah, yeah. And we became friends. I remember uh, our first movie was Dark Knight. I think. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, we started hanging out, and he came over to he came to all of our parties we threw. Yeah. We threw a lot of parties. He was really into the girls, too. I mean... Do you remember that giant party we threw at the, at the studio? No, at the studio. Oh, at the studio. Well, we had 40 people crammed into this tiny yes, studio, yes, hanging yes, off the balcony. Yes, peeing off the balcony. We had one guy... Shame on you. <laughs> okay. Climb up our wall. I mean, come on now. I mean, this is two days later after the party. Yeah. And some random guy climbs up our wall. Right. Up on the balcony and starts tapping on our window. Yeah. I mean, we're upstairs in the apartment complex, and some guy is tapping on our window. We have no... I still don't even know his name. <laughs> I, I have no that. idea I his name. That. that random guy who came up and tapped on our window. And then drew it. <laughs> yep. Not too long after that, Drew came up, tapped on our window... And we had a lot of people that just kind of came up to our balcony because we our balcony was yeah, like our, faced out to the to the street. Yeah, we had the party place. We were the party yeah. house. We were, we were what stupid had all studio. of our friends together basically. Right. So we had one person come up and climb up to our balcony who just said a bunch of shit. We, I don't even know. What he was I don't even about. know who he is. I right. still don't know. Yep. Anyways, I remember a lot of partying, to be honest. I remember we, we partied a lot at that house. Yeah. And then um, I specifically remember the day that you told me that uh, that we were we were going to have a baby. Yeah, we were in your grandma's house. No, I actually think we... Uh, no, we were in We were in my grandma's house when you told me? Yeah, we were in your grandma's house. And I walked out and I said, my lord, we're having a baby. Like, this test came out positive. And we, oh my God, who do we tell first? Like that's right. We had bought a test and we went to my grandmother's house. Yeah. And we had, and you take you took the test and mm-hmm. it turns out it was positive. Yep. And then we had to leave there really quickly because we didn't know how to handle it. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it blew our minds. Yeah. And I remember trying to get out of my grandma's house. What, you guys going to Iceland? Well, you better bring a jacket. She didn't understand what it was. I was like, hey, we're going to go see a movie. we got to leave. we got to leave right now. And she's like, Iceland? You're going to Iceland? And I was like, Grandma, no, we're going to go you see a movie. You better take a jacket? She's like, well, you're telling her like, hey, Grandma. 
I'm going I'm to take a jacket. I promise I'll call you when I get there. And then we, we left. We went to the house, <laughs> and I called Brittany, and you called Drew. Yep, yep, yep. And we were just completely flabbergasted. Who's Brittany? Brittany is my cousin. She is my best friend. Really? Would you call her your best friend now? Yeah, I would. Yeah? I talk to her every single day. Yeah? Okay, and she's the one you talk to as soon as you find out you're pregnant. Yes. Yeah. I talk to my best friend, too. <clears throat> and I remember... Um, my best my best friend had come over. Yeah, that he day. came over. We went straight home and we talked. He, and he came over. Super excited. Yep. He was jumping up and down like, "Oh my God, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have a baby!" Like right. he used that word. Right. We're gonna have a baby. Right. Woo! Yep. Yep. I'm <laughs> I was like Drew. Excited. Yep. Um, I remember the day we also found out that uh that it was gonna be a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. We uh we drove out to Corona, we went to do- the doctor, and we did the ultrasound. Second. Yeah, we did the ultrasound, and we found out it was going to be a boy, and we called Drew immediately. We told him. He freaked out. He was at work. And then we called Marissa, and we told her. She still thinks she's number one, the first person I found out. <laughs> well, okay. let's just leave it that way. Um, so what was that like? Well, how, how did that change? I mean, the fact that you were pregnant, I mean, what did what what did you have to give up when you got pregnant? Like, what did you have to change about your lifestyle? Basically, my entire lifestyle. What was your lifestyle? My lifestyle was partying and hanging out with people and mm-hmm. doing things. And, and when you got pregnant, all that changed. All that changed. What happened? I basically lost a lot of my friends, people mm-hmm. that I thought were my friends. I mean... I had already lost Tiffany by then, so right. I couldn't really count on her on being as a friend as I thought it would, it would be. Right, um, right. Um, so I basically had nobody besides you. Yeah. So we had uh, we moved out of the studio. We moved into a one bedroom apartment. Same complex. One Same bedroom. complex. And uh, I remember you having Noah. And I remember calling my dad right after you having Noah, um, because the next day after you had Noah, I had to drive back to the house to get some stuff. Yeah, because it was completely unexpected. I mean, I literally, I think it was 5 a.m., I woke up to go pee, and I'm sitting on the toilet, and it just it just keeps coming out. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Michael, what's happening? Because right. you were still awake. Like, Michael, what's happening? I just, it's just water. Like, it's just all clear. I don't understand what's happening. So I call my mom while I'm on the toilet. Right. Like, Mom, something's happening. I cannot stop peeing. Like, it's just coming out. <laughs> and she's like, Only oh, are you sure it's pee? I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, well, take a wipe to it and smell it. <laughs> and so I, I'm like, I don't smell anything. She's like, I'm pretty sure water broke. So I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> Water's broken. Let's pack the bag. So we pack the bag. I get my pillow. We're walking out. And two kids are trying to break into our freaking car. And I remember just yelling, I'm in fucking labor. Get away from my car. Like, fuck you. <laughs> I remember this. Fuck you. Yep. And you're like, Alina, shh, shh, shh. No, fuck you, guys. Jump the fence. And so they oh jump the God. fence and I remember that. we get yep. in the car and we go through Starbucks and I'm like, yep. I don't know if I should have Starbucks, but I'm going to join this. Right, right, right. And so I drank it. It was the most, I, I remember it being at first the most chill labor ever. 
Like at first, not later. At first, not later. Yeah, but at first, first it was, it was really like, chill. hey, let's go through Starbucks. Let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah. Now let's go to the hospital. Yeah. And I remember going to the hospital, and we were there for a while. We were there they for gave me pito- yeah. I mean, I was in labor for thirty six hours. Right. Yeah. 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 So they gave me a Pitocin, you know, I dealt with the contractions, I dealt with everything, I was completely against having any sort of drug to impair my judgment on anything. Right. And then finally, six hours into labor, I remember being like, okay, I need something, like, this is ridiculous, nothing's happening, I'm only dilated to a two, like, come on now, something has to happen now. Right. And so they gave me the Pitocin to speed up the labor, and, well, 30 hours in, I'm only still at a four. So they checked Noah's heartbeat. His heartbeat's slow, so they're like, we have to get him out. Right. You have no more amniotic fluid. Like, everything is gone, so he's breathing in nothing. Um, so I had to have an emergency C-section. Uh, I'll drag that. Yeah. I mean, because I don't really remember the time, but you do. When I had to go in for labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember the time. Um, they had uh, they had put you under some crazy drugs. Yeah. And you had uh, you had fun, <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. Um, but I remember them putting you under drugs and simultaneously kind of being like, "All right, well, it's time to have the kid now." Yeah. So they put you under drugs. They basically pumped you with some shit to make you dilate or make yeah. you whatever. Pitocin, but at the, yeah. at the same time, though, you wouldn't dilate. Yeah. So they, they, they pumped you full of stuff that, to make you dilate. wouldn't happen, so they had to give you a C-section. And they said, we got to do it right now. I remember specifically being told, like, hey, we're going to do it a little bit. They're like, no, 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 we're doing this. We're doing this shit right now. now. And something so, has to happen. Right. Happen. Right, we got to get this done now. So I remember getting up and, and, and putting on... My mom helped you. Yep. My aunt yep. helped you. Walked to the room. Our families were there. Uh, not the room, but they were they were there yeah. at the hospital. And yeah, I remember I remember the whole thing. I remember uh, you threw up this green stuff. This yeah. disgusting. I don't even. Know I what don't it was. remember anything. It was so bad. And um, I remember Noah being born, and I remember that moment he was born. What was that like for you? You know, I don't really remember. Him first being born. I remember your face when he was born. I, no, I'll tell you. Um, her, your face. I remember the moment that he was that he was born. Um, he was taken out of your stomach, and there was no sound. I didn't look at him. I didn't look at him yet. And you, your eyes were closed, but you weren't. You were still there. You were breathing. You were still awake. And I remember him crying. And the moment he cried. Your face kind of opened up. Well, in a way where it almost felt, it almost seemed like it was not. It took no effort at all. It took no. It it was. It was a a simultaneous response, as if there was some type of connection to where when he cried, you your face just went like, oh my god, like I need to take care of him. Like your face like welled up, like you you felt the empathy of him. And same here. We both cried immediately. I don't know if you remember that, but the minute he had made a sound, you cried. You full on like I'm right there. Like, uh, and that that was that was beautiful to see that. But at the same time, I felt the same thing. Yeah. So it was simultaneously watching you feel that while, and you didn't even you hadn't even seen him at this point. Um. But yeah, I do remember that 
uh, as if it was yesterday. That was that was a very that's a very vivid memory. It was. Uh, I remember I remember being wheeled out of the um, uh, room, the C session room or whatever it was, um, and then being like, "Where is Noah? Like, why don't have Noah? Why doesn't Michael have Noah? What's wrong with Noah?" I remember that feeling. I remember the feeling of what's going on. Because right. I remember I had an infection, so he had an infection. Right. Right. So they took him to, uh... NICU. Yeah. It's called NICU, which is... What does it stand for? Don't remember? Well, either way, the NICU was for, uh... Infants that are infants, just born that yeah. could possibly have something wrong with them. Yeah. Or have something they need to be monitored. Yes. They need to be monitored. So he was born, and I got to hold, you got to hold him. I barely hold him because I could barely lift my arm at the time. So everything was just kind of sloppy on me, which is unfortunate from what I remember. Um, And he had to be rushed to the NICU. Even though he was breathing, everything was fine. But since I had an infection because I was sick, I did not know I was sick. I was that sick. Um. They had to take him in to make sure they cleansed his body up. Right. The first time I had him was in the NICU. Yeah. We, uh, we, we had to go in and out of the NICU for a few days, I think. I think it was three days. Three days. Um, I remember the nurse came in to me and she said, if you want to see your baby, you got to get up and start moving. Right. So I literally stood up then and I yeah. said, okay. Yeah. And I remember walking to the bathroom and blood just completely gushing out. You know, it sounds really gross and really grody. I'm like, I'm really sorry for that. That's what happened. I yeah. literally walked back and That's forth from the bathroom to my yeah. bed, from the bathroom to my bed, yeah. just so I can be like, okay, I can handle it. And yeah. they took me out, like, I think about six hours after he was born. Yeah. I remember. Uh, and I got to hold him. I remember going to the NICU and seeing, uh, I mean, Noah, Noah was, we were told multiple times he's fine. He's just being monitored. That's yeah. it. He's fine. Everything's looking good. And. It's a wonderful thing to hear, but then you walk into NICU and you see all these kids yeah. and these parents that Holding they're not their doing babies. well. They're not yes, doing well. It was it very was, an emotional thing. And it was. Because I felt very... It almost felt like... like uh, I was taking advantage of something. Right. It almost felt like like Noah... We, were, we kept being told he was healthy and everything's great. Mm. We're just monitoring him. And I was almost like, like, I really just don't want to be here just because like I'm holding my son and he's... He's completely fine, and all these babies around him aren't. Yeah. And it was just, um, and it was it's one of the, hard. yeah, it's it's really difficult because you're so thankful for him being okay, but at the same time, it's so difficult to watch these parents that are with their children that aren't okay. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember the first time I held him, I was like, "Is this the way I'm supposed to hold him?" Even though I <laughs> held babies so many times before, I'm like, "Oh, oh goodness, like, yeah. are you sure? Like, his head's not going to fall through or something? Like, <laughs> are you sure? Like, I got him." Right. You're sure? Right. Oh yes, honey, you have him. Try to feed, try to you know, right. do this. And I'm like, okay. Right. No, we had uh we had good nurses. We had good yeah. nurses, we had good doctors. And then finally when he was about to come in when he came into our room, it was kind of a surreal Oh, for sure. Surreal experience. For sure. Yeah, definitely. We uh we took took him home after a few days and um I mean, to be honest. I don't remember a whole lot of when he came home because after he came home, it was so everything sleep, was about sleep, right. Sleep, everything sleep, was about sleep, the cycle. Yeah, the cycle of taking of care of a sleeping. child. There was a lot of that. I remember when I came home, I basically slept on the couch for the first like 
two months. Right. I remember. And in the chair. I remember just a few things. I remember one time when he uh, fell off the couch because I was watching. I was watching Buried. I was watching the movie Buried, and it was freaking me out like a little because I I, I never thought I was claustrophobic, but I started getting like panic attacks. Panicky. Sorry, not panic attacks. But panicky as I'm watching this movie, and I'm holding my son who's like what three four months old. And we're just laying there. You're asleep in the bed, and we're watching. You know, I'm watching Barry. He's asleep, and Barry is over. And I fall asleep, and I start dreaming about Barry. And I remember, um, you know, he's he's perfectly fine. I'm holding him, and all of a sudden, like he's old enough at this point now where he's moving a lot. Mm. And I didn't know, like before, he didn't move, but now he's moving. And then he moved as I'm sleeping, and he rolled. And the minute, like he rolled, and he fell off the couch about a foot. And I heard him cry, and I woke up immediately and started panicking. No, I woke up, too. I, yeah, I panicked, I and I ran him into the, the room, bedroom. and I remember freaking out and being so upset. And, um, yeah, I went through a lot of I went through a lot of uh, people before I, I, I calmed down. I, thought, I called my mother. I, I tried calling the doctor, even though the doctor was closed. I called your mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything was fine, but I remember that was my first freak out with him. Yeah. Um, but our lifestyle changed completely after that. There wasn't a lot of parties. There wasn't a lot of anything like that. Um, it wasn't, that whole time to me was a big, fat, gray, like, I, 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 I remember it being just, I'm here to take care of my child. I'm here yeah. to take care of my child. That's it. Is that what you remember? Um... Yes and no. I mean, a lot of my mind was like, I'm, am I done yet with what I'm supposed to be doing? Really? Am I done partying? Am I done with all this stuff? Like, because as I was pregnant, like, I grew up a lot. Then once I had Noah, I was just like, wait, should I be doing something more? Like, should I be doing something else? Like, more than just parenting. Yeah, so it was really weird to me. Like, I really felt the need to be around other people. I mean, what do you mean by that, though? Like, you, you, you were you, your mother, and at that point, like, you've been through the cycle where you have to get up at a certain time, take care of him, make sure he's fed, and you're going through this entire cycle. But at the same time, you're kind of I'm kind are of you missing re- that old. I'm kind of reversing it back to when I was a child and having to take care of my siblings. Okay. So my mind's like, I've done this. So many times. When am I going to get a break? Got it. So when am I going to get a break? Right. Right. So in my mind, at that time, I was really into the. Well, I need to get out with my friends, and I need to go do this stuff, <coughs> and I need to go do that stuff. Like, <coughs> it's always something. It's always something. Right. But now, I mean, now I'm pretty content with just being at home. Right. 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 Yeah. Um. After uh, after you had Noah, it wasn't actually. <laughs> much, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't much longer after that that we found out that we were gonna have another baby. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I mean, I remember when we told my mom and dad about Noah. And I Your remember mom kicked us out my of the house. my mother kicking us out of the house. Yeah. We were out of the house. Um, <laughs> my dad uh, came, out. came out, shook my hand, yeah. was very like like. You're gonna be a dad. Yeah, you're gonna be a dad. Like, congrats, you know, which was very unlike him in a way. Like, I don't want to say it's unlike him. I only say that because 
No, I mean, for his the response, normally, I would imagine your parents being so energetic and happy about it. That was the response I was hoping from your parents. Right, right. The see, response <laughs> I got was complete opposite of that. See, I that, mean, your mom kicked us out, and your dad just came out and basically just shook your what, hand. What's weird is so. I wasn't expecting an excited response at all. I was expecting what my mom gave us. I wasn't expecting my dad shaking my hand. What well, they also weren't in the pr- approval of you and I being together at the time, too. Right, right, right. We were still kind of like even in that. Even though we were out on our own, even though we had our own place. Yeah, we, we were, were still in that own. phase where we were kind of like, we were still trying to prove that we were something of. Yeah, we could do it. Right. Basically. Right. That we, we were a couple it. that could do Get it. Get through this. Right. So during that time of still being in that trial period, mm-hmm. you know, because we had broken With up. family. Yeah. Right, 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 right. We found out we were pregnant. And uh, even at the time, I think you and I both knew that uh, we had some work ahead of us. Oh, yeah. We, had some work. Oh, we yeah. spent, you know, I know I say that, like, the time with Noah was kind of a great time for me, but... The truth is, I mean, yeah, we... spent we, a lot of time growing together. In that yes. yes. Getting to know one another and getting to know each other as parents right. now. Right, And that's that's the interesting thing, I think, is Noah having our first child was the, was the real... Like, we knew each other, mm-hmm. but we didn't really know what each other stood for, what we were about, what we... Our, our history, what we were as people, where we came from, what we believed, all that stuff I felt like was really solidified. Yeah. When... After you had Noah. Yeah. <coughs> before that. People didn't believe us before that. And I, I hardly blame them, to be honest. No. I hardly blame them. Because we were disingenuous. We yeah. we, we agreed to this marriage. And then we, we go back and forth. We, yeah. And then we go back we were and disingenuous. forth. And, back and, forth. So, yeah. and then once we had Noah, people were like, holy shit. Right. I mean. And, that, and that's the thing, is like, when we had Noah... There was, it wasn't a, hey, I think it's time to grow up time. Time. As they're 20, it's 21, time. get so, it together. But the interesting thing about that is you still make mistakes. Oh, yeah. You still make mistakes. And, and for the next couple of years, we made a few mistakes. We made a few mistakes regarding our places of living, regarding um, our financial situation. And, yeah, and sure. we've learned the hard lessons. Yep. Um, you had, uh, you had Emma in 2012. Yeah. 11. 11. No, you didn't. No. You had Noah in 2011. Yeah. You had Emma in 2012. May 1st, 2012. Yep. Uh, which means Emma's birthday's coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's going to be three years old. <laughs> Emma's birth, I remember, I remember that pretty, pretty well. Uh. I said why though. It's because I actually told the doctors, please do not drug me up. Yeah. Please do not do anything <laughs> to it, me. If I, you know, I know you have to give me an epidural because you guys are cutting my basically body open seven different places. Right, right, right. So I understand that. Do not give me anything else. That's right. basically what I told yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I remember, uh, I remember that whole time. I remember, uh, uh, I was spending a lot of time actually with your mom. I spent a lot of time with your mom at that time. You did. Uh, we talked a Andrew. lot. Andrew. Andrew. Um, um, they meshed together a little bit for me as far as like Noah being born and Emma being born. Uh, the thing I remember different about Emma, though, was uh, 
Which I didn't was, have to go through complications. You didn't. You didn't go through complications. And when, when Emma was born, um, I was able to see her immediately. I was able to go over and talk to her. And um, unfortunately, you weren't able to talk to her yet. But I remember going over. Well, and I remember to her. seeing her when she was taken out of my, my stomach and everything. Right. I remember the you had to have another C-section. Yeah, I was forced to have another C-section because right. I was too early to have yeah. a V-back, which is a vaginal birth again. Got it. Basically, another birth. Got it. Which I wasn't allowed to do because I was, uh, I got too pregnant too early after my first son. Right. So, um, I remember everything about it. I remember seeing her. I remember feeding on her, feeding on me, and right, right, right. you know, doing all these things that I couldn't necessarily do with Noah the first time. Right. Having that alone time, having that skin on skin feeling, which I didn't get to do with Noah. Right. So, um, it was still really hard for me to connect with her, though. After my entire pregnancy with her, I was really caught off guard about having her. Why do you think that was? Because I had a lot of complications with her during my pregnancy. Yeah, I mean, I had doctors telling me she wasn't alive and that I needed to schedule a... um, DNC, yeah. which is a basically an abortion because they found she she had no more heart of a heartbeat. I remember that. And so I was really emotionally disconnected from her. Right, from because the you were you were afraid that. Yes, I was very emotionally disconnected from her from the beginning. Right. Like, I mean, you looked at Facebook. I mean, I had so many more pictures of Noah and my birth and you know everything that happened because I was not aware. I mean, I was aware of these things that the of the potential harm that could happen while, right. with me having Noah but when I had when I got pregnant with Emma I mean it was completely caught off guard right right it was I mean I remember a doctor telling me we can't find a heartbeat next week come in let's schedule a DNC yeah and my my I I remember I sat in the shower in our townhome, because it's right when we first moved in, I sat in the shower and I just bawled for about three hours. Yeah. I just sat there. Right. And that was really hard for me. It was also really hard for me because my mom just tried to commit suicide again. Yeah. See, and I remember that. And I, 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 I apologize because at the time, I remember hearing that and just not believing it. And even though, even though it turns out that I'm right, Obviously, like Obviously, our daughter yeah. is healthy and beautiful, oh, and, yeah, and just the most gorgeous. amazing she's person. So beautiful, she's amazing. But at the same time, it doesn't change the fact that I wasn't there at the emotionally. Time. Emotionally, no. I, I just didn't believe it. I just wouldn't accept that. No, and so therefore, I had to go through with me thinking I'm losing my daughter. Right, she's gone, and at the time, I was about five months pregnant. So I'm just dealing with that happening, and then I'm also dealing with my mom trying to commit suicide, her being in a mental ward. Right. So uh, talk about that for a second. So your mom, your mom had had gone through some trouble. This was after you, uh, your mom and uh, Robert had split. Yeah. And your mom and Robert had split a little bit after you and I had got back together for the second time. Yeah. Right, you you had lived with your mom while we were together. I lived with my mom, everything was fine. The I second mean, time, she's dealing with stuff because of what my dad did. Right. So your I dad made, made your dad made some poor choices. She made very poor choices after they broke up. Yes. Even. Yeah. And so I'm dealing with that. When we get back together, we have mm-hmm. our son, 
And then everything's going fine. We live in a one-bedroom apartment, and then I get pregnant with our daughter. I remember distinctly, I remember I went to the doctor's office around 6.30 a.m., and I waited there, and I sat there. And I went up to the office, and I'm like, there's something up. Like, I don't know. I've taken so many pregnancy tests. Everything's coming out negative. Like, but something's, something's, something's different. Yeah, something's yeah, yeah. different. Yeah. Not necessarily wrong, but something's different. Right. And so they take a, they have me do a pregnancy test again. And they said, well, barely came out positive, but you're definitely pregnant. And I was like, holy hell. Holy hell. Am I pregnant again? I remember coming home around 8.30 in the morning. And I go in and wake you up. And I say, I have something very important to tell you. We're having another baby. Yep. And so I went through my doctor's appointments. I went and saw a rheumatologist for my doctor's appointments. Um, and he told me that she, they couldn't find a heartbeat. And they wanted me to schedule DNC next week. And literally, my body just kind of shut down. Like, right. I was like, what do you mean, a DNC? Like, the only thing I could think of with the DNC is abortion. Like, right, I'm not going to do that. Of course. So I went to another doctor. Kind of in denial at that point. Yeah. Which, which I mean, rightfully well, so. Well, with my body <laughs> telling me something different, like, no, I still have a baby inside of me. I do right. not know what you guys aren't finding, but I'm right. sorry you guys aren't finding it. But I'm going to go to another doctor. Yeah. So I went to another doctor. And he was like, I don't know what they're talking about. Here's her heartbeat right here. And I remember when he put it up yeah, on the I'm screen. I was like, oh. Yep, I knew it. Yep. I will never forget her heartbeat the first time I heard it. And, oh. Yeah. It was so amazing. But during that time, yes, my mom tried committing suicide. She took about 20 Xanax. Why? She felt she had no need on this earth. She felt like her kids would be better without her. She felt it was all selfish, in my opinion. Yeah. I will not give her an excuse for what she did at this time. Right. So. How many times was that at that point? It was about six times. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to, uh. It's hard to excuse. A person committing or trying to commit suicide. She even went to me I, with me for my doctor's appointment when I found out they couldn't find her heartbeat. She was yelling and making a fool of herself. She drove me. And I had no idea that Xanax took an effect with it. It was kind of like a, a wave of effects right, right. with Xanax. Right. Kind of like a wave of effects. Right. I had no idea that it could happen. Yeah. And so as she's driving me, she keeps nodding off and in and not off and in and off and in. And while I'm sitting here like four months pregnant, I mean, she's yelling, well, fuck these doctors. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Fuck you, Elena. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Do you not just see what just happened? They literally could not find my baby's heartbeat. And you're so concerned about yourself. Right. You're so concerned about yourself, and my baby's heartbeat is not there. So that was a really hard time for me. Therefore, I did not connect with him as I wish I had been. Right. right. As connected as I wish I had been. Right, right, right. 
there had I had a really hard time with connecting with her. Right, right. I was upset. I was depressed. I thought about just driving. I remember driving down the orange groves from my mom's house and just, I just keep driving straight. I wonder what would happen. So, yeah. After she was born, I remember bringing her home the first day and Noah, mm. just instantly connecting with her. Yes. Instantly knowing. Yes. I think we have video of, uh, oh, we of Noah to. hugging Emma. We yeah. still have that. The first day we brought her home. Yes. And he was just completely like, oh, this is my baby's right. birthday. This is my baby. Now, I don't know what it is exactly. Maybe it's just the fact that I uh, I don't have a good memory, and maybe it's just the years. But from the time Noah was born and on is really where my memory kind of kicked in. I don't remember, to be honest. I remember feelings, and I remember slight moments of before Noah was born. But when once Noah was born, that's where memory kind of kicks in. And yeah. I remember... Um, Especially after Emma was born. Uh, I remember all that time. I remember um, we had moved again to mm-hmm. a two uh, a two bedroom home instead of a one bedroom home. Town home. Town yeah. home. And we lived there for a while and then we mm-hmm. moved out. We tried we tried a two story uh, this two story house, really nice house. We rented out for a while. Couldn't afford it. Uh, that was fun. And we stayed there for a while, uh, raising the kids. Um it just was too much for us, and then we had moved out of there, and we moved into a smaller place, and then we moved Mama out of home. there. Yeah, we moved out of there, and uh, even now to a smaller place, we're trying to kind of get back on our feet. Um, at this point now, I mean, how do you feel? Like, 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 our, our, our I'm our so son, depressed. Are you really? Our, our, our son, our son is four, and our uh, daughter's three. And the place we're in now, I mean... I mean, it's not a bad place. I mean, I can't complain. But you said you're so depressed. How do you... Like, I mean, like I'm so depressed because it's not my space. I mean, I'm cooking food for 12 people when I could be cooking food for... Right. You know, right. six. Right. Or four people. Right. And so now, at this point, you're still in... Uh, uh, kind of feel like it's kind of progressed back to me being 14. Right. You're kind of back at that point now. Where you're still taking care of people. people. And you feel that yes. that weight still yes. on you. Um, well, right at this point now, um, we have plans. We kind of, uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this is because we're at a point now where we are at rock bottom. Right. We are at a point now we're at ground zero. Mm-hmm. This is the point where we turn things around. And as much as you know, it, it is it is kind of a beautiful thing that I think we're going to look back on this situation. This Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely going to be a learning situation. Oh, for sure. Because like, and you appreciate those the most. Yes. You appreciate those learning like situations they all the most. Like were, they all I were. mean, the two-story house, that was a learning situation. Oh, definitely. The townhome, that was a learning situation definitely. with having two kids. Definitely. 
in a little town home. I mean, I mean, it's not that it's not a horrible thing. I mean, you know, it's not a horrible way for kids to grow up. But in right. our mind, well, in my mind, I want my kids to be able to go outside and sure, adventure sure. out and do these things that I wasn't able to do. Right, right, right. So. I settle yeah. my sameness for being in a house where my kids can actually do that. Right, right. But at the same time, like, when we move from here, I want to be able to do something more. Right, of course. Give them something more than they, they didn't have before. I right. Want right. Give them something more than what I had. Right, right. Um, at this point now, who's your, who's, uh, no, no husband's... Allowed to be in this list. Who's your best friend? Who'd you say? Probably Marissa. Marissa? Why? She's the most I can communicate with. She's the most out of all my family. Like, she's always there. Even if I'm having a hard day and I call her up and I just vent to her. Right. She's always the same person out of the bunch. How's your relationship with your mom now? Not so much mom. What's it like now? It's more like a sister. Okay. It's more like I'm kind of the replacement. Got it. Out of the bunch. Got it. How's your relationship with your dad, Robert? <clears throat> Not so well. Why? The mistakes he made, I cannot really get over. Got it. Still tough. Still very tough. Um, are you optimistic about the future? Meaning? Do you think things can only get better from here? Oh, yeah, sure. So you're optimistic? Yeah. I don't think things are going to get any worse than this. (laughs) So, yes, I'm very optimistic. Would you say this is this is the toughest as far as being married with children. Yes. This, this is, is the toughest. This is the lowest we can get. Okay. Have you experienced tougher in your life? Yeah. Yeah. So you, this is this is something you know you can get through. Yeah. Um Is there any uh Is there anything you wish you could have said to uh, to Eric? Besides the fact that I wish you were still dead in my mind. Well, if nothing would have happened, if he would have thought about things differently, um, I wish that I would have said to him how much I longed for him. How much I needed him in my life. There's a lot of missed opportunity there. Yeah. I think. Are you optimistic about your relationship with your mother? Meaning? Do you think at this point you and your mother... Can you have a better relationship? Have a better relationship than you did in the past? Well, yeah, I mean... I think it's going to be kind of be like this for a long time. The way it is. More of a what sister. Is the way it is? More of a sister. 
Yeah. Than I am my daughter. Yeah. Is it tough watching these uh, siblings, cousins, all these people growing up kind of changing in front of you? Oh, yeah. It's very hard. Yeah? Especially for Marissa. Why? I just don't want her to make stupid choices that I've seen happen before. Are these choices choices you've made, maybe? Or Not necessarily, no. More more along the lines of just the woman in my family, family, and I've seen it happen over and over again. What about the woman in your family? Oh, they're all fucking crazy. How so? Drug addicts, alcoholics. I think the only woman in my family that's not a drug addict or alcoholic is my granny. My mom's an alcoholic for sure. <clears throat> um, my aunt's a drug and alcoholic. My great aunts are all drug and alcoholics. Right. They're just, there's always something there that can use their pain right, right. a little bit more than anyone or anything else can. How do you feel about your relationship with your siblings now? So kind of the parent. I mean, they still look at me as if I'm a parent. What about Jeremiah? Same thing. Pr- approval. So? Yeah. I think so. He still hasn't opened up to me. I mean, he'll hug on me and kiss on me, you know. Kind of like I'm a mother figure more so than I am a sister or a friend figure. Um, where do you want to Where do you want to go from here? What is uh What is your goal? What do you hope to see in the future? In the next, uh, in a year from now, what do you want to be? I want to be stabilized. Yeah. I would like to be starting school. Okay. I would love to be a special ed teacher. That's what you want to do? Mm-hmm. Now, you're really in dance. That's, that's a I was. thing that's in, that's, that, no, it's a part of your life. That's, that's, you have to. I mean, the same as oceanography was. I mean. Sure. Okay. So, what about like, now, though? What about now? Are, are you more interested more in other teacher. things? Really? So, you, you, you see yourself as more of a special ed teacher than you do any mm-hmm. form of dance teacher and not or even special ed, it's more of a more of teaching the parents how to deal with got it having a special needs child okay that's what i want to do more so i mean yes it's hard to deal with special needs child right but if the parents don't do what they're supposed to do with having a special needs daughter right. or son right nothing's going to change okay. At this point right now, um, do you see your uh, relationship improving with your father? Eric? No, Robert. No. I think it will always be one time a month. Go to see him. I'll get drunk with him, sing with him, and all of that. You want something more? Of course I do. What do you want? I want him to be a father, not only to me but to my siblings. Maybe a grandfather too. I want, yeah, some time in his life. <laughs> I'd like him to be a grandfather. Right, right. I mean, I I think your dad is an absolute amazing grandfather to our kids. So, right. There's, I mean, there's nothing more I can ask for with that. Right. But with my side of the family, like, I would love him to be a granddad. 
the grandfather as Grandpa Bob. Right. Something that I had. Something yeah. that they could have. Yeah. Um. You grew up mostly in a Christian household. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same now, or do you feel no. a bit jaded at this point? I feel like I can't respect any of them for what they taught me. So do you uh, do you not believe in Christianity anymore, or do you not believe in any religion? I do or not label myself as a Christian. I believe I have that? a relationship with the Lord, and it's okay. my relationship. Okay. It's I choose to call out on Him. Like I choose to involve you choose, myself. You with choose him. to believe in God. But I'm not going to label myself as a Christian and. But you still, you still believe I mean, in God. That's not true. I'm not necessarily Christian. Right, I mean, right, I don't right. not drink. I love to drink. I right. don't not do anything wrong because I love to do those stuff that's wrong. Right, right. Which is weird to say, but I mean it's true. Like I do not believe I am a well, Christian. Christian, but yeah, it just means to be Christ-like. I believe that's in it. the Lord. I mean, I do believe in the Lord. Okay. Uh, and I try and I strive, but. So you believe you Sometimes believe, I fell. You believe in the Christian God. Yeah. Where do you think uh where do you think you'll be in five years? I think I'll be a lot stronger than I am now. Yeah. Five years ago, picture yourself at twenty years old. Do you feel that you're a lot stronger than you were at twenty? Oh. Yeah? Oh yeah. You feel like you've learned a lot? Yeah. I mean, I still am. But I've learned from those.